The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Previously on Fantastic Forum. They call me Mary Young. I haven't quit. I haven't thrown in the towel. I haven't. The, the rumors of my departure have been greatly exaggerated. I have not opened up the flower of life. I went to go get badunkadunk implants. So, uh, what did I miss, gents? There is no hope. We're all <laughs> dead. Sheesh. Oh, wow, man, this is Fantastic Forum! That dick looks way too young. Okay, well, uh, I guess I have to go back and look at that, because I'm sitting here like, I don't know what we're talking about. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, on allgames.com. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are coming to you live from All Games Studio, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us, because we'll help you take it up a notch. Yeah, the usual suspects in the building on Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cow. He is... Our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. Anybody else watch Star Trek Discovery? I have thoughts. <laughs> why, why you got to be like this, Oz? <laughs> Next, he's our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor Young. Sometimes they call me Mr. Young. Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to show up. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. That promo was wild, Oz. I'm not mad at you for that. It it was a little short because I had trouble finding, you know, good content last week. That's fair. It's okay. You know, 
That's what happens when you get drunk, Oz. Drunk uh, no, Oz. Uh, apparently, if you drink blackened whiskey, you will black out. Because yeah, there it is. halfway through that Spider-Man review, I have no memories. <laughs> I was I was telling Mo, I, I I woke up and I was like, oh shit! So you know, I don't I don't know what happened last night, but the file was saved properly the way I usually do. <laughs> it was uploaded to to my drive so I could edit it later. My laptop was put away in my bag, ready for for like everything was was perfect. I, I don't remember anything. That's hilarious. And then I heard the I show, and okay, well, yeah, there it is. So there it is. No more blackened whiskey or Knob Creek. Oh, I like Knob Creek. Not more than yeah. So much. Yeah, not any more than usual. Like usually, it's you know, Jim Bean or, or Jack Daniels or something like that, and it's. It's about the same every time. I don't know. It just, it just really got me. I don't know if I was dehydrated or or what the fuck. It just, it hit me hard. But uh, what was the numeration on your bottle? What was the what? Enumeration. Like what was the proof? I don't know. No, no, no. Because they there's different batches of blackened whiskey. Oh, you want the batch number? Yeah, because each batch has a different. What they do is they put them in these charred oak barrels to age, but then they put speakers on them and then they just blasted an album or a playlist uh 24/7 so e- there's four different playlists one for each member and each batch has a different playlist that was like shaking it up mine is batch 84 can we look up what songs fucked me up yeah the, i believe those are robert trujillo's uh let me see here playlist for it oh yeah that guy looks like he would fuck you up yeah let's see here yeah so Malibu Bay Breeze today. I'm doing a cleanse. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's got cranberry juice, which cleanses you. you know, okay. I've, I've been drinking a lot of dark beer now that it's football season, and my wife doesn't like the taste. And that's why there's also pineapple juice in this drink. Okay. I was, that's fair. I was stalling for Mo to look up the, the songs, but he has failed me. So your uh, 84 is Kirk Hammett's playlist. Uh, song number one is Eye of the Beholder. Two, Battery. Three, Four Horsemen. Four, Whiskey in a Jar. Five, Lords of Summer. Uh, six, Of Wolf and Man. Seven, Here Comes Revenge. And eight, Devil's Dance. That does sound like the second half of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk to you all about Bizarre Adventures, number one. We're going to give you an update on uh, House of X and Powers of X. We're going to have our Heavy Metal Minute and bring you the latest and greatest of comic book news and, of course, whatever else it is all of you all want to talk about. But before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and, of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics, Jeffrey's is L.A.'s and the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is give them a call, and here's the number. 310-538-3198. Oh, one more time, Oz. 310-538-3198. Indeed. Tell them Fantastic Forum sent you. It's, uh, it's, it's, they're open. Hit them up. Also, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Indeed. So 
we got that going on. If you want to go ahead and, like I said, jump in chat, we can do it. I'm looking at the chat right now. I'm, I, I see Tiger Claw. It says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? How about that Birds of Prey trailer? Uh-oh. What is that? <laughs> so, uh, Tiger Claw, or as it should be called, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I mean, I know, I know the forum has opinions on this. It's just a matter of, do you all want to share these opinions now, or do you want to wait? I haven't seen it. Have you not seen the trailer at all, Mo? No. I thought that's why you said Joe should get in on this and all that. Or you just assumed? No, Joe should, because I know he has opinions on it. And his, to me, like his opinion is the one that matters the most, because he liked that book. Jay? Yeah, I meant to do that recording, but I just did not have the time. But I will have that for next week. Wait, which, okay. which book are we talking about? The uh, new one? If you, not, not book. It should not be. Oh, go ahead. No, well, no, so we're talking about no, the Birds of Prey. Mo, huh? Mo mentioned that Joe liked a book, but I don't know oh, which book you mean. What comic is Mo talking about, Jay? Uh, Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah. Asked and answered. <laughs> or, or just answered. <laughs> In any case, it really should just be called Carly Quinn. Based on the trailer, that's pretty much she is the focus. So you saw the trailer, Joe, right? Yeah. Did it bug you that for the five seconds they showed Cassandra Cain, she would not shut the fuck up? It was, honestly, I got distracted by Harley Quinn's speech where she says broad is better. Being called a broad is being better than being called a chick, which is contrary to everything I've learned coming growing up. So that was weird to just pretty distracting like i've started to focus in on that but now that you mention it she just talk a lot for a mute <laughs> was her two shoes untied we couldn't well, we don't see her shoes she's in a car and she's basically calling she calls harley chin a uh, harley quinn a chick and harley does a speech about don't don't, don't ever call a girl a chick you can say Say, uh, she rattles off this list, uh, some broad, uh, and occasionally bitch. And then she hands her a stick of dynamite to throw out the window. It's all very, uh, pedestrian. I, I know that I saw the trailer and I was like, man, I, I don't think I even want to see this movie. Like, it doesn't feel like... It's because you're sexist. That's that's exactly what... That's what it is. It's because I'm sexist. No, it, it just... got a bad title. No, it... It, I, like I'm not sure it works as a as a what you call it movie either though a Harley Quinn movie no it no. doesn't the character is wrong well not not only as a Harley Quinn movie but like it I don't know if it'd be a good Gotham City Sirens movie no it's like it's really just a Harley Quinn movie I'm not sure why they didn't just call it Harley Quinn but yeah it's not a good Birds of Prey movie not a good Gotham City Sirens movie. It's just a bad Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Let's put it like this. I know for me, after watching the trailer, I was kind of like, I don't, like, it wasn't the kind of thing that I felt compelled to see. You know? Like, even, like, I even felt like, okay, well, you know, Shazam, I was like, well, I should check that out at some point. It doesn't have to be, like, right off the top, but at some point, I should see it. But right now, this movie, like, from this trailer, I'm like, this is, like, right in that category with dark phoenix where i'm like ah, you know i'll get to it when i get to it and after seeing dark phoenix i was like dude like i could have skipped that there was no part of me that felt like extra compelled because all the people that i kind of like whose opinions i respected were like ah, you know you can watch it if you want i really expected to enjoy dark phoenix more than i did and i enjoyed it way less <laughs> 
<laughs> and this, I'm like, okay, these aren't even characters that I'm all that invested in. Plus, yeah. Black Mask should really wear a black mask. I mean, in a perfect world, which I, is that who you you and McGregor's playing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's that's terrible. L- listen, I'm, I'm not that poster, huh? Did you ever look at the movie poster where Harley's like watching everybody fly in front of her face? Yes. Oh yeah. Like he's in there, and I'm like, who the fuck is he playing? And yeah, told me the black mask, and I was like, that's no good. I know. I was watching the watching the trailer. I'm like, who is that supposed to be? Like, I had no idea. And I mean, Black Mask is one of those people where he should be instantly recognizable. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is terrible. I hate and- it already. Is you is you and McGregor gonna have an accent or no? Who cares? Like if he doesn't have a mask, like what's the fucking point of an accent? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like the black mask shouldn't have an accent. Yeah, but he should have a, a black mask too. I know you and McGregor doesn't always have an accent. I beg to differ. Like there's movies where he's not supposed to have an accent, yet he still has one. Like what? Like Big Fish. Didn't see it. Dumbo. Didn't see it. No way. That's not Dumbo. This is a great movie. If you've never seen it, you should check that out. Wait, I did see Dumbo. He was in that? I think so. Did he have a black mask? You saw Dumbo? Yeah, we had this discussion on the air already. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, we talked about Dumbo on Fantastic Four? Yes. We talk about a lot of stuff when you're not here. Okay, sorry. I was, jeez. He was was here. Oh, okay. Even better. We talk about about a lot of stuff when I'm here. Ooh. So... But yeah, man. I, look, I don't know, man. I, I'm just looking at this joint, and not, no part of it is shaping up for me to be like, man, that looks like a cool flick. Which is crazy, because like, I, I want to see comic book movies. But is is Rosie Perez Montoya? Yeah. yeah. There's speculation that she's going to be um, the question. question. Yeah. No. Which, like, if she is going to be the question, and she's in that group, she's got brass knuckles, but you can see her face, which is terrible, too. Also, she's a cop, so gun. I mean, right? Yeah, but I, I think she's going to be the question. Canary has, has Harley's bat, but does she have a canary cry? I don't know. Cassandra Kane's hiding I... behind all of them. Canary has taken, like, used a bat before, so. Yeah, she, used, not a huge... she can use whatever's at her disposal, but. Right. She doesn't look like that. She doesn't. Even when they messed her up on Arrow, like, they fixed it and. She didn't look like that. Uh, Again. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. He was just. No, I'm just saying. Oh. I just, you know, I'm just one of these things where I'm like, again, I've evolved my position and I'm not against people of different races necessarily playing characters. I just want them to look like what they're supposed to look like. You know, I'm not even. Yeah, I'm with you, Larry. (laughs) Yeah. Because I just that doesn't look like that doesn't look like like I wouldn't look at that person and be like, oh, that's Black Canary. I automatically thought Larry was mad that she was black. So <laughs> I was like, I don't even care that it's a different race. <laughs> I just wanted to look good. Like, right. even I look like the character. Even, yeah. But, you know, I could understand them not doing that, like, you know, fishnet, tankini thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course. Yeah, yeah. You can do what, you know, what Arrow did, which is give her pants. And it works. Yeah. Like, like, the, the way Arrow did it, I didn't like it. But it looked good, and then ultimately they fixed it. Once they got the numbers they needed to stay on the air, they're like, "Okay, we gotta fix it. We're gonna call it Star City and all that," you know? Right. Even uh, you know, Birds of Prey. Even like the TV show did better than this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Why? Why did they have to lighten her up? Although in that picture she doesn't look that lightened up, but in everything else she does. And- I'm just saying. I'm looking at this this group picture of them walking out. 
the only person that I would even begin to recognize is Harley Quinn. It barely. Right. And even that is I like. Thought, I thought I was watching a remake for Clueless. <laughs> right. It looks, it just looks weird. Like Clueless the Not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, they definitely. And another thing about the trailer that I was odd was they used the word shit in the trailer. Which really? I thought you couldn't do that in a general purpose. Not, now you can. Or, or a general audience trailer. You, you can now. Even like uh, if you watch Comedy Central, they say fuck and shit like freely. Know, Comedy Central, though, comes on like that's after a certain time. And? Right. You don't know. And when... Normally the wording is different. Well, you like, know... for example, normally when like a trailer goes a little blue, they'll say use the line. This trailer has been approved to proceed the following movie. So if you're watching like a PG-13 or R movie, then they could kind of get away with it. Yeah, but, but just labeling out, just outright labeling it okay for a general audience is kind of weird. This is an online trailer. Like the online trailer, don't give a fuck because it's gonna be on a on a medium or a forum where people have hate speech all the time. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. But that's how it is. Like that's why you. That, that's why we they can say it like that. If they're cursing through the trailer, then they have probably have to put like an age gate or something. Which uh, that's not I, true. I know where I saw it. There was no age gate. It's monetized. Uh, there's monetized content and stuff. I'm sure. Maybe not on YouTube, but the word standards have dropped a lot. It's not as bad as it used to be. Like it's like literally like oh we're gonna have an age gate here, but they're gonna go on porn sites easily. Like the age gate don't work. I mean, uh, okay. I I think it's more of an image thing where it's like you don't want to. They don't give a fuck about that image. They, they it's fucking sexualized as Harley Quinn. They don't care about the image. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree with that. I, it says shit. Like, you don't have to agree. It's there in the pudding. <clears throat> in the pudding? The pudding's all over your face. <laughs> the pudding's all over your face. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's there. Like, oh, no. It's not like, you know, it's not like. Please, I'm, no oh, pictures. They're, they're going to say shit. No, they said it. Like, it's there. It surprises you because it's different now. The world's different now. I guess so. And I'm telling you how it is, and you're like, I disagree, but it's like, no, you you heard them say shit, and there was no age gate. Yeah, I think I'm still disagreeing. Tiger Claw, Tiger Claw and Chat says, love that we're getting the hyenas, and <laughs> yeah, those, they look good. That's what we're getting. I, that, I do remember liking them. The hyenas are the only thing that are like that are accurate, right? And they're still gonna fuck it up. And and the hyenas come from the cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny mm-hmm. that they have a scene where she's cutting her hair because she's she's gonna be all different now, but she looks exactly the fucking same. <laughs> like, she literally like trims off like three inches. Yeah, Huntress looks okay though. So, who do you think is gonna win the uh, the Worst attempt at cosplay award from Fantastic Forum: Eternals or uh, or Birds of Prey? Oh, Eternals! From what what we've been seeing, I don't know, man. If they dress up as that Cassandra Kane, they might be able to get it from me <laughs> with a little cast on her on her arm. Okay. Yeah, because you like them young and broken. I don't really Kane character. No, I'm talking about the award, Oz. Not not nastiness like you're thinking. How do you spell that? I need to look it up. Nasty. I thought you said some fancy word. No, he said nastiness. Yeah, I get that. Got... I get that now, but it was I, it sounded <laughs> fancy the way he said it. That's because he just came back from belief. But I mean, we we've seen pictures, uh, set pictures from Eternals, and uh, like Mo said, one of them, she it looks like she's being baptized. 
Another one, she's just wearing like a beanie. Yeah. I mean, they, they might have better costumes later on, but you like you really think people are gonna are gonna wear that green beanie outfit? I gotta look it up so I can put it in chat. That's what Cersei. Yeah, that green beanie outfit, like, like you know, and her color is like green. Like that's what she dresses like, and even in comics where she was uh, wearing street clothes, and of course they did green because you know not to tell you that that's the character. You know, and I keep saying, you know, and I'm trying to stop. I cut like half of those out. Yeah, thank you. But now nobody's going to get that because you cut half of them out. I'll cut the part where you say you're trying to stop saying it. No, no, no. Don't do that. But yeah, even in comics where she was wearing green, but she wasn't her superhero self. Like she had amnesia and shit, you know, there it goes again. It was still like a cool looking outfit. It wasn't that weird, like mom baggy hoodie thing with no elastic on the sleeves. I think the the cosplays we're going to see is obviously the Harley Quinn because everybody does that. And maybe that black canary. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the reason I call it cosplay isn't because of people doing it. No, it's because it's bad. I know. Yeah. But okay. people are going to do it anyway, even though it's bad yeah. because it, they saw it in a movie. Yeah. I'm, like not, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Harley Quinn outfit from suicide squad. And it especially bugged me that we saw that we saw hundreds of those in san diego before the movie was even out like they just saw the like a picture and now it was the hot shit from people who have been harley quinn fans all their lives apparently but that's the outfit (laughs) that they wore yeah yeah i i I hate it i hate both those movies already can't wait till you watch them i'm not gonna although i might watch joker might yeah why just might well because i don't like going to i don't like going to the theater it's too there's too many people why don't you go? I guess you can't go earlier because you got you work every day. Yeah, and I think we lost Larry because no, no, I'm right here. Okay, so nothing I... we're saying. You have anything to add? No, I mean, uh, look, I, I'll say Joker. I don't understand why they're necessarily making that particular movie the way they are. Oh, I, I know why. Oh, okay. Why? I can't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's just it, it was it was a script that wasn't gonna be a joker movie it was gonna be a serial killer movie and then they slapped the name joker on it you know it was gonna be like a a spiritual remake of taxi driver yeah with um with you know one of those mass shooter people yeah thing and then they're like well we can't do that because it's insensitive let's just do joker with it yeah i've heard a lot of frustration from joaquin phoenix on the set because he didn't like that it was a comic book movie and it wasn't what he signed on for. Well, Todd Phillips mm. says all the time he he didn't make a, a Joker movie. He made a movie about becoming the Joker. Yeah. Which is just a, a nice way of, of saying I, I want to do a movie about a serial killer, but this is what yeah. I have to do. Yeah. So I, I, I fully believe that we probably won't know ever in our lifetime. We, or at least we won't get confirmation, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say is that it at least looks like interesting well it looks like a good movie yeah we all agree it's gonna be a good movie we, we've talked like, about the dude is talented and all that but like the way they even like the way they promote it is how they promoted kubrick you know what i mean so like to me like seeing that trailer i think it's even shot on the same type of film or at least they they made it look like a shot on the same type of film as eyes wide shut yeah I, I just know that the the, the birds of prey joint didn't look like a good movie it didn't look like it was interesting. It looked like like people that didn't understand those characters to me. 
it's what Joker looks like to me too, except it just looks good. The the good thing about that trailer is that it made it seem like it's a lot more Harley Quinn and a lot less the other characters. Well, see, but that's not even really that good of a thing to me because I I'm not I've never been convinced like wholly convinced of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Like the best part of the Suicide Squad movie is not a good thing. It's just the best part of the Suicide Squad movie. And she wasn't the best part. What's the best part? Killer Shark. Amanda Waller. You're right. Like, well, I was actually gonna say Rick Flag, but yeah, Amanda Waller. I think you're right. Like, that's the only part of it that actually kind of rings like true to the character from the comic or the character from the animated series. Like, like that Amanda Waller could be in a good Suicide Squad movie. Like the only like I like Angela Bassett too. Like I think she could have done it in a better Green Lantern movie. She could have been like the shit, you know. It's just that movie was bad. Period. But, yeah, but you know what? I, I I like Amanda Waller with a little bit of weight on her. Yeah, I know, cause you're fattest. What does that even mean? It means you prefer fat characters that are fictional. <laughs> Not that I prefer fat characters. I'm just like, I just I don't like. They're fictional. Like sexy amanda waller it feels like they made it for the movie yeah well and the thing is with the one in suicide squad was it viola davis is that is that right yeah okay cool i just pulled that out of that name yeah out. no it was viola davis yeah yeah uh that one ha- is like a, a mix of both yeah because she doesn't exactly. have like the overly sexy but she carries herself in a way that becomes sexy because becomes of sexy. uh who's unplugging their shit sorry yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's a good, it's a good midway. Yeah, and like the only person that could play it after her is, to me, is Oprah. You know, I'm not sure Oprah can do Amanda Waller. It's not to say Oprah's not. Fat. I was gonna say a good actress, but I feel like she doesn't have the same range necessarily. I like, heard her last movie terrible. Uh, are you talking about the Wrinkle in Time joint? Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen it, but. I, I know people didn't like it. I've been waiting for that movie since I was in fourth grade. Oh, how was oh, it? I'm sorry. I never saw it. Nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> well, because uh, when I saw the book, I was like, man, this book looks awesome. I got to read it. And then I'm like, I don't read. I'll wait for the movie. And then eventually the movie came out 30 years later. I think that there's some parts of Amanda Waller Oprah could do, but there's other parts where it wouldn't come naturally to her. Like, and besides, like Viola Davis is really like she's she's, she's it. the best actress. Like they're like there's not you're not gonna find another person that's right for Amanda Waller more so than her. Yes, then, which like, is crazy to think because Angela Bassett is fantastic too, but she's not Viola Davis, and know, I think Angela Bassett knows that. You didn't like Arrow Skinny Waller? Look, I don't even I don't even know that I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen her and I I'm I don't remember her at all. Oh man. What I remember was that dead shot. She wasn't that good of an Amanda Waller cuz she gets shot in the head at one point. Yeah, no, she's no good. But dead shot was tight. Yeah, that was a good dead shot. I really wish they would use them for the movie instead of Will Smith. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've seen that Amanda Waller. Yeah, that was like when he was like after he was like when they made he, the Suicide Squad quote, unquote rescued, right? And was like in that town. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but mostly from the Suicide Squad episode of Arrow. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Oh my god, you got that like that way better than the movie. Well, yeah, and, yeah that's a low bar. I think. I, had, oh, but they had a better Harley Quinn. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was actually uh, Homegirl uh, Tara. Look, they didn't Tara? show her; she was better. What's her name? Is it Tara? Yeah, Tara Strong. Strong. I, I was thinking Reed, but I knew that was wrong. Wait, she was actually a live-action Harley Quinn in the. Yeah. In- yeah. Oh, wow. Painted her face and everything. That's awesome. 
And they had a better King Shark. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I, I, I tell people that episode is way better than the movie because it was more more what the Suicide Squad is supposed to be. I mean, they're supposed to have, like, covert missions. You know, there's something going on where there's a giant laser blowing up satellites and attacking military installations. Well, the Justice League is going to notice that. And unless you can come up with a reason why nobody else shows up, then... That's not a Suicide Squad mission. Well, there's no, uh, there's no Justice League anymore. Well, there was during the movie, uh, I guess. Sort, sort of. Well, there was a Batman. Yeah, which means there was a Superman. But we don't know if that was like before or after. I think. Yeah, it it's all no good. Because it's supposed to be after, but it feels like before because he, by that point he should have had faith in Superman. But Superman was dead. Yeah. See, you shouldn't have these questions about these these movies. Yeah. So like, Superman died. Krypton gave its only begotten son to die for us just so that batman could go back to his old ways of not you know not having faith in powered people yeah. that's why all right well i guess now we better talk about something else too yeah we should uh switch to bizarre adventures okay why don't you tell the people what that is moses well back in the 70s and 80s there used to be a comic book called bizarre adventures it was marvel's like i wouldn't say attempt because they actually did okay in their own right with these weird books bizarre adventures is like an anthology of just weird stories like you have uh, a weird uh like conan type story fantasy and then they tie it in by having a scroll be the the alien the wizard from the stars from beyond the stars or whatever there's like a conan story with scrolls in it that's how marvel did a lot of things back then you know like they would have like a fantasy book and and extra dimensional shit and then eventually they would you know, like Groot was invented in their horror line. Like he was like a Swamp Thing type of thing, <laughs> type of creature, you know, a monster. And then they carried it over. I think Fing Fang Foom started the same way, you know. That's wild. So, yeah, this is one of those because of the Marvel 80th anniversary, they did a book in that style. But new. So you got new writers, new fresh talent doing these a little, a story in this book. I don't know if there's going to be an issue two or anything, but it says number one. The first story in this is a Ulysses Bloodstone story, which I don't know if he ever existed before in Marvel, but I know he, there's Elsa Bloodstone, and I think she's a descendant of his. Yeah, that's that's exactly the case. Uli- yeah. Ulysses Bloodstone is yeah. is the descendant, or Elsa's the descendant of Ulysses. Okay, so it, his story is called the Star Spawn Sorcerer, and it talks about you know Ulysses Bloodstone traveling hunting for supernatural shit that terrorizes the world and he catches wind of a star spawned sorcerer that came on a meteor or whatever well and now we know it's a spaceship and it was a scroll that is trying to harness that bloodstone <laughs> or whatever that gives energy to ulysses to get off of earth and go back to squirrel planet or whatever but it's done in one of these old heavy metal comic style so the art is in that style which is cool and then you know it's an anthology book so you got four other stories you got uh shang chi the master of kung fu in the lesson done by sebastian gurner and francesco mana and then you have what's it called oh, shit, i'm flipping pages here uh oh evelyn o'reilly is a story with dracula in it, and which is particularly good this, this is the reason i bought this book mm-hmm was because of it, because it's uh, a book by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. And Michael That's Con- her, is that her husband? A uh, boyfriend. Oh, I don't boyfriend. Care. Yeah. It's actually funny, because <laughs> I, I didn't know Larry knew that that was her boyfriend, so I was going to surprise Larry. And Larry, usually when I tell Larry a factoid like that, he's like, how do you know this? And then I go to a random story, but I'll pretend he didn't know, 
and I'll go into a random story. Uh, <laughs> Becky Clunan does a weekly webcomic on Tumblr that is like her diary. And <laughs> she used to date the dude from this band called Thunderkeef. And while she was like dating him, did webcomics about having a crush on this Michael Conrad character. And then she used him as reference for one of the uh, books in, um, what's that? I forget what the name of that book, but oh, by chance or providence, that anthology she did on image. One of the dudes looks just like him, <laughs> but in, in one of the stories. But yeah, they eventually love blossomed and they, they got together. And this is the book they did together. So I was really interested in, in reading this as opposed to reading just her solo work seeing how she works with somebody not only that is an artist in his own right and then them two together putting out something and this th this story was actually particularly good yeah you you read it Larry? i did oh, i did okay. i read i read the whole thing and yeah i mean honestly I, I was a fan of just about every story in this book there was only one that i was like this is weird and i know which one you i know which one you think is weird mm -hmm. and it's not the one that i think is weird and the oh. reason the one I think is weird is weird is because it's too normal. Okay. Okay. So my weird one, it always happens in these like Tales from the Crypt type comics where there's one story that's just weird to the reader. And it's always one. It's just not the same one for each person. So for me, Larry, the, the weird one that's actually too normal was the Shang-Chi one. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. That's not mine. No, yours is the Black Goliath one. Absolutely. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah. I was reading it and, you know, because I've read these, I've read and I read these type of comics a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what this is. I just didn't think uh, Marvel should do a book, like uh, a story like that anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Word. But, you know, I commend them for doing it. Like, you know, I like the art. Yeah. I just thought the characterization was completely off. I was like. Do oh, yeah. these people even have they ever read a story about Bill Foster? Right, it didn't fit, and it, it didn't. And you, but usually, like back in the day, from these type of books, you would get like you know you would have your your Dracula segments, and then when you read something like X Men versus Vampires, you see stuff that you saw in those. Like they 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 carry on into continuity. Of course, they pick and choose what. Right. But I'm like I'm reading this Bill Foster story. I was like I love it. This is like Ren and Stimpy. I <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's comical. I, I, it's not that the premise I didn't dislike. I just was like, and it wasn't even so much about like, oh, it, it's not a problem that it was Bill Foster in that role. It was just more that like Black Goliath doesn't act like that. Right. And nobody calls him Black Goliath anymore. That's true. But I mean, I just I got the sense of the story. I mean, based on his costume, the story was supposed to be like, well, I, I, I here's the thing. The story seemed as though it was set in the past, but I know they mentioned social media. Yeah, that that was weird too. Like, I'm and like, so that yeah, like off a little more. Like, I can get thrown off like watching things. You know, whether it's a movie that acts like that Black Lives segment did, or comics, mm -hmm. or literature. But I'm like, okay, the, you know, I, I'm not like thrilled about this, <laughs> but I, as a as a work of art, I can at least see it through. Yeah. I mean, more than anything, it just has to be consistent. Yeah. When it's through the social media, it's just like, man, really? Like, like you can't have Bill Foster out here in the, like, vintage Black Goliath suit with the with the abs cut out. Right. <laughs> and then talking about social media. It's like, come on, man. That that dude's an older guy at this point. Like, not he doesn't, he's not uh, uh, 
you know, I'm not trying to say he's friggin' uh, oh boy, he's not Lawrence Fishburne, right? But uh, you know, but everybody like when you talk about old guard, you know, everybody's like late thirties, early forties, and you know, those sense of they, their sensibilities have changed. He's not gonna wear that in 2019 or act that way. Right, and he like, and he's just never acted that way. Well, I won't say never. Maybe when he was younger, he was a little jivish. Okay, fine, I'll give you that. Maybe so. Maybe that's what they're going on. They're like, oh, well, what if it was like, what if? But it's a weird mix that doesn't fit to me. Yeah. So that that I I enjoyed. I liked how weird it was in the art, but the Shang Chi one was the one that's like, okay, this was just like a regular old comic story. Like, I feel like the the Shang Chi story is like. People could, or not people, because really what I'm talking about is Marvel Studios could take notes in regards to tone, uh, in regards to that story, where it's like, you know, if you're going to make Shang-Chi, yeah. this is the kind of tone you want to strike in that movie, because this is like, it feels very classic Shang-Chi, but it's not like you have to worry about it being weirdly racist in any way. Right. Even though it still has like a lot of the classic kind of Shang-Chi tropes. That, that has all the business in the world to be in a Shang-Chi book. Or even a Heroes for Hire book, not in the Bizarre Adventures. Okay, I can see that where you're like, it doesn't necessarily fit in this thing. But then, see, that's the weird part, though, because I feel like the Shang-Chi story, even though I think under normal circumstances, I think you're right. Like, that would be kind of like the outlier story where it's like that didn't necessarily belong in this. But I feel like the 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 Black Goliath story does it even more. It sticks out even more. It does, but... it. it like it's like one of those uh they used to do it back in the day where it was like a token Sergio Aragonez strip in your heavy metal or your creepy comic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But the Shang Chi one just feels like Shang Chi Zero that you get on free comic book day. I can't deny that. It's a it's a good free comic book day book, but you're right. It does feel like a free it's comic book. It's a bizarre book. adventures book. Or right. A bizarre adventure story. Especially in comparison to the other stuff you read, because you're right. Like the Dracula story, I think yeah. is well, a huge standout. Like this bizarre adventures, House of Mystery, um, creepy, eerie tales from the crypt. Like that's not one of those, you know, heavy metal. It's not one of those. That story would not be in any one of those books. Yeah, and I, I can see that. Journey into Mystery, House of Secrets. I could keep naming mythology books. Word, but they're ne- it's never gonna fit in any of them. Yeah, so, yeah. It was a good read though. Any, I can't like I, all in all overall. Did did Oz or Joe read this at all? No, I didn't. Why Oz would I? Why would I? I'm just trying to figure out why. What makes you think I'd read that? Because it's like I gave you advance notice and pre-production an hour ago. That was in the morning, dude. You, I, you're gonna need a lot more notice than that. Uh, look. I, Again, I don't expect you to read it on your own, but, it, you know, let's see. What time did I do this? I try not to text too early because I wake up early. But Dude, I got to be careful what time I text you guys because I'm two hours ahead. Yeah, I did it at 10 in the morning. I says not soon enough. Nah, I don't get to the comic book shop till after work. And that's not after work? Well, that then te- I have to prep for the show. No, like when I sent you that text, were you at work? It was 10 o'clock your time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you go to the shop afterward. Yeah. Okay, so you could have picked it up or at least gone through it at the shop. No, I can't. The shop owner tries to talk to me. No, but you could have picked it up. Let's see. What book are we talking about anyway? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't expect you to read it. I'm just asking before we move on. No, seriously. What book are you talking about? It Bizarre, Bizarre, Adventures Bizarre Adventures. Catch it on the archive. Bizarre Adventures. <laughs> 
Uh, what company is that? Marvel. I don't. I don't even know if I have to look at the cover because I, I went through what came out like this whole last month. I don't think I saw that, or if I did, I probably just skipped right over it. Which again brings me back to my original question: Why the hell would I read that? Uh, only because I said I was talking about it on the show. Like I, I, you've read other things, so you could read this. I mean, I could. There's a lot of things I could do. Yeah, that's all I was. I, I was just asking if you did. No, I did. You're going into this whole other thing of your work schedule and shit. Yeah, I'm, ma- <laughs> I'm making goddamn excuses. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know that. I know that. The people don't know that. I'm shocked. I didn't realize. Right. Well, you're part of the people because you're hardly on the show. <laughs> Like, Larry's the fourth one here, but he's the fifth member. <laughs> like, I'm, sh- I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, wait, what? All right, so we're moving on to the next topic. Oh, well, yeah, but you should rate Bizarre Adventures number one. Uh, I mean, I give it a four out of five. I would do the same. It was a good book. It was a fun read. I I, like, I didn't really know what to expect. I, and, yeah. The Hank huh? Chi story, would have I would have liked it more if the art was more consistent to that type of book too that you know pulpy grittier all-star western type art you know yeah so i feel even like the becky clunan book or segment was like she usually draws a lot cleaner and that wasn't as clean to kind of fit that tone of that 70s fantasy horror anthology yeah. Hmm. Okay. I know. I. 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 I think I see where you're coming from. Even though you know, I. I can't say like I. I liked the art. Like. Yeah. Because you like yeah. superhero books. Because huh? you like superhero books. You don't go to a book like Bizarre Adventure to get what you get in superhero books. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I. While I agree that there's some art that is like superhero art, like Jim Lee makes superhero like art. But when you're talking about, like, I mean, you're talking about the 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 Evelyn O'Reilly story, right? Well, I'm talking about the Chang Chi looks too superhero. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't know. See, I don't feel like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I I feel where you're coming from, but I don't I don't like. I feel like that's a good middle ground kind of art style. Like, it, it kind of depends on the story whether this seems superhero superhero-y or not. But I I, I can. I can see where you're coming from. Like and this is where, where this is where the other people that why would I read this book, but actually would read it or read it for production could chime in because they're not as tainted as you and I are. There, like yeah, I mean obviously like, we're, you we're don't kind see of that, on that, opposite that, spectrum. You don't see that that Shang Chi segment could be in any superhero book right now. I I hear where you're coming from. Like I, I think I think you're right. Like it could be, it wouldn't be out of place. But and I understand that you're saying like, hey, the you know your this whole kind of anthology series is kind of for those stories that are a little bit out of place in mainstream comics. Yes, it's fair. That's fair. Oz didn't play the comic book review music. <laughs> we haven't played it in like a month and a half. <laughs> but you we just, did it today, Oz. You're just we now noticing it, huh? You're just now noticing that we haven't played that song in, like, I don't, I don't even know how many shows at this point. We'll play it today, uh, today. We're living for today. What else we got to talk about? We need to do... <laughs> comic book. Review. Comic book. Like, review. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but, like... I want all his penis. <laughs> What what is the what is the music from the last little bit of music? I don't that, know. I, 
Is it Downton Abbey? It sounds like I, it. I just like typed in fancy sounding music or some bullshit like that. And, <laughs> uh, That's I, funny. Th- there was something else that I, I was gonna that I was looking for. There was another clip that it's like the the quintessential fancy pants song like whenever there's a fancy dinner party or something like that's what you hear i'm not gonna sing it y'all know what i'm talking about yeah it's like violins and shit like springtime flourish or something yeah 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 so i was looking for that and then this popped up i'm like all right well i don't have to pay anybody for this so i'll just throw that in what does springtime flourish sound like it's like it's like springtime in eden or something like that why do you know it mo (laughs) because most fancy pants like that i like music I can't like music. It's not metal. I mean, it is if you put a distortion pedal and amplification. Techni- <laughs> technically, Beethoven was metal in his time. Yeah, and Franz Litz. Yeah. He or she was great, too. No, Litz, like, he was the dude that had the first groupies in history of humankind. Like, women would want to conceive by him to just get a percentage of his greatness. Like, besides the gladiators? Like, pre-gladiator time? No, this this no, was... first musician. Oh, musician. Yeah, okay. Like, groupies. Like that that's just sheer evolution, like evolutionary psychology and biology. This is art. This is transcendent. But even like Liszt did the thing where like, here's their music history appreciation one oh one by Moses Magnum, new segment here on Fantastic Forum. He was Franz Liszt was the first one to like everybody used to play the piano with the back to the audience because it was like a dome clamshell thing and the sound would reverberate out. But he's the first one that let his hair grow down or cover his face in the death metal fashion and turn his piano sideways so you could kind of see his face and know what he looks like walking among the people. And yeah, people would be lined up. Women would be lined up trying to conceive his child. The more you know. First rocks. I had my finger over the button, but Lawrence ruined the moment. Yeah, do it. No, it's too late now. It's It's... That happened like five minutes ago. You gotta stop but being I, slow. At least now you can isolate them and make a new one. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Let me see. Mark that spot. Okay. <laughs> so we gotta do a House of X. Yeah, dude. I, Oz wants me to keep reading this shit, and I can't. Why can't you? Because I'm so fucking stupid. You, you and Mike, man. Who the you fuck is Mike? Mike at Comic Pug. Oh uh, yeah, that guy's dumb. <laughs> Mike's not dumb, and you're not dumb. No, I'm a fucking idiot. Mike's dumb. My, <laughs> Mike, Mike's like, man, I don't want to read a book if I got to learn a new language to read it. <laughs> I mean, I did it for dupe. You did it for doom? Dupe. Oh, for dupe. Right. Oh, I thought right, he was going to say, I thought he was going to say, I thought he was going to say Doom Patrol 2. Right. I was like, for dupe? I did it for dupe. Dupe. <laughs> Look, the one of the cashiers at the comic bug put a message in Krakoan like on the register for people to read and i sat there and read it to mike and mike was like is that what that says he's like how do you know that and i'm just like i've been reading these books for like three weeks and it's an alphabet so why wouldn't i be able to read it many characters are in the alphabet in the mutant one yeah in the cocoon i think it's i think it's 20 i think it's 29 okay so that that should be easy enough yeah yeah because it's Literally, like, they have, like, a CH character. Right. It's Spanish. I I don't know if it's Spanish, but... Yeah, Spanish, I think, has 27 or 28 characters, so... Okay. I don't know what the 29th is. It's probably silent. No, they... Like, it's literally that they have, like, three characters that are, like... Phonetic. Yeah. That are are character two letters together. That's all it is. Okay. Uh, Do they have a phonetic 
uh, translator so that I can know how it's pronounced. No, man. There's look. There's no pronunciation. Like it's literally just. There's no audio component. <laughs> no. So how no. do they expect me to do the next show in Krakoan? I don't think they expect you to do it in Krakoan. I, I, it's a visual medium. And that's a half-ass Marvel shit. That's Disney's <laughs> new language. Like Tolkien, like you can you can learn to speak fucking Elvish and Sindarin and all that. Fucking Roddenberry, you can speak. You can do the whole Bible in Klingon. Yeah, but X-Men, that's not. You, you can only read Krakoan. Those aren't visual medium. I'm fucking reading a comic. I'm looking at pictures. That's visual. No, that's the point I'm making. Is there? You're reading it. Yeah. And I'm so watching. And I'm. You don't have to. You don't have to know how to say it. You just read it. That's bullshit. Then, <laughs> what if I? What if I'm blind? <laughs> well, then I guess you're out of luck. No, because they made comics for the blind. No, nah, man. Jonathan Hickman is like, hey, man. Look, he's like, good comics are, are for the strong. Does wait? Braille is its own language, right? There's no like Chinese Braille and Spanish Braille, right? No, no, no. Braille is its own language. Right. So yeah. if you're blind, then it's in Braille. Then you don't need to know Krakoan. But if you want to express that Braille orally, like no, you can't it, express Braille orally. Yeah, you can. No, because then it's no, an no. audio book. It's not audio book. It's whatever language you're in. Like Braille is a visual, or not a visual, but Braille is a visually impaired language. It's for feeling. So me, that means that if like my blind uncle decides to read the Grapes of Wrath in Braille, he can't tell me what he's reading. Sure, he can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but Braille, like say for instance, I guess I guess what I'm saying is all I'm saying. Look, I don't want to do 45 minutes of this like we did Star Trek Discovery. All I'm saying is I want to do the next week's show in Krakoan. So it's not a spoken language. So as you as a producer, you need to find out how I'm going to do that. No, you're not doing that. It's not a spoken language. You got it. You, you can do it, but you got to do it in chat. No, nah, I'm going to do it. There's no font for Krakoan. I bet you there is. But not for Discord. <laughs> well, hey, I didn't I, look. I'm not going to tell you for Discord, but you're right. But I'm sure you can put well, it sure in. It is. I know. Like in Word, you know how these fools go. My my band logo is gonna be in Crick Cohen, <laughs> even though I hate these fucking books. So Powers of X, like that, takes place uh, nine hundred years from anything we know, right? I mean, sometimes like Pow- Powers of X jumps around, right? So they're going to what they originally thought they were gonna do, which is nine hundred years years in the future. I mean, like pow- Powers of X, like House of X is. Mo, like, you okay, got the so- joke, right? Say what? Mo got the joke, right? Oh, oh, oh. You're making math jokes? I hate you, Larry. Is that what you're doing? No. Yeah, I, it was a callback to last week. Whatever. No, I haven't read the last I haven't read the one that came out this week. I didn't I haven't read the one that was last week. But I did hear about the like I read a story about how Hickman is Captain Planeting the like random ass mutants. Hilarious. Captain Captain Planeting random I mean, ass mutants. Essentially that's, that's what they're they're doing, right? With their powers combined. Something incredible happens. That that is what what is happening. Yes. So it seems yes. like Hick, Hickman is trying to Grant Morrison his his way through Marvel. Is no, what wait, I'm. Wait, why is he Grant Morrison? Because he's taking random ass characters nobody cared about and making them better, like making them, giving them a purpose. Well, yeah. I think, but I feel like what what Morrison does is create those characters, and he creates like new characters that he's hoping will catch on, and some of them did, and some of them don't, but. But what Hickman did is take characters that were already there and repurpose them. 
which is is slightly different. I mean, I, I guess you can say Wait, both of them. Did did huh? Morrison create Volk? Create no. create who? Volk, the volcano-headed Green Lantern. He didn't, right? No, he didn't create any. Oh, oh, you're you're when you talk about Morrison now, you're talking about Morrison on Green Lantern, not right? Morrison. Well, yeah, in his in his current stuff. I mean, oh, uh, I thought you were talking about Morrison on X Men because you know <laughs> we were talking about X Men. Why <laughs> would I read that? You yeah, too, that, man. That's what definitely like. I thought he might read one comic that's an anthology of fantasy and horror stuff that he kind of likes, <laughs> but he's not going to read Grant Morrison's X Men. I, li- I listen. We were talking about X Men, and then and then he jumped to Morrison. I don't even want to read Morrison's X Men. I don't even want to read Morrison's DC. Parallels between Hickman and Morrison in in this run, but not not in that particular regard that Oz just brought up. I mean, I I agree with you. Like, that's how he should have done it, but he's not going to... You know Oz isn't going to do that. We've been doing this show for 13 years. <laughs> Damn you, Oz. I just bought a giant stack of Nightwing books because I realized Jurgen started writing it. Dude, I hear... No, quick aside, you you need to catch up. Cause I, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know about Rick Grayson. And I well, there you go. I just you got the fate of Rick Grayson. I just got uh, I guess Jeff Loeb was doing that run where where they started that, and so I'm I got saying. I got the trade paperback, which is supposedly uh, that's your favorite character, and he's going through stuff and you don't know about. It. Well, he's on Titan, so that's that, I mean, I got my my spank bank, you know. <laughs> so back to X Men. Like, you're the one sending me pictures of his ass. I don't think that was me. No. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 definitely sounds like a potentially a J thing. No, I, you did it. Sure it was Moses. You did it. You even said like it's Bloodhaven's ass. Oh, that was I'm the drawn sure. one. He he thinks I'm talking about the real ones that I sent. No, the main one, the one that set it all off. Wait, didn't I just? I mean, I sent you, a story. I didn't send a picture. You right? you sent that picture where it has all the costumes and but Nightwing's yeah. the one showing his ass. Yeah. You sent that. That's the thumbnail on that story. Well, okay, but then there's a difference between sending a story. And then the thumbnail pops up versus sending the picture. Look, you're just as guilty. Anyway. Oh, we're visual people. I, so listen, I was trying to send you a story. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jerk off the letters. Like I was trying to give you extra stuff for your spank bank. I wasn't trying to do that. I I was wanting you to send them the braille one so you can finger it. <laughs> Strangely enough, I can read braille through my penis. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> listen. That's Jay. the size of your pinky. <laughs> Jay, did, did Oz just say he was about to have sex with Nightwing? Is that what happened? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm just making sure that I'm not misreading the situation. I'm pretty sure he was like, I'm going to screw Nightwing. Anyway, back to, to Powers and House of X. So, okay. So, just for those that don't know, this is Jonathan Hickman's like reboot of the X-Men status quo. He's Taken this over for the past few months now. Issue six of House of X came out today, which is the final House of X issue. Powers of X or Powers of Ten, number six, will come out next week, and that'll be the final one of that issue, uh, which will lead into the new status quo for the X Men, and which they're called. They're, they're the the umbrella thing is Dawn of X, and they have six titles that are going to be all types of different things happening. And we'll see what that all is. But House of X, both are connected. You need to be reading both. House of X focuses on the what, what we're kind of seeing as 
the present day situation of the X-Men. Sorry, the cats are trying to fight because they hate each other. Anyway. Um, just like the X-Men. Just like the X-Men, exactly. So um, House of X has been sticking to a particular, for the most part, a particular uh, moment in time, which is what we're thinking is the present the present for Marvel's mutants where they're creating the nation state, the mutant nation state of Krakoa and getting them to recognize that and or getting the, the world to recognize that as they defend themselves from threats to mutantdom. And it's a really cool story of all of the world's mutants basically coming together. Powers of Ten is... A, a book that primarily jumps around to different time periods within this particular, well, I shouldn't say this particular, that jumps to different time periods throughout the history, I would say, of, of Moira McTaggart. Because, which, you know, if you haven't been listening for the for the last few weeks, the, the, the new deal with Moira McTaggart is that she's a mutant. She has the power of resurrection. And she when she dies... She comes back with all the knowledge of her previous life. And so it's not like a thing where she dies and comes back in a different reality or anything like that. Or Well, no, actually, I'm sorry. It is that. It, it, it's basically she dies and comes back in the same period of time as when she lived previously, f- for the most part. And it's like each each life she leads is like a different, right. a she, different reality. She's reincarnated, but into her original self. Exactly. So she doesn't come back as a different person. She doesn't come back, or you know, however, she doesn't reincarnate like a, a few days after she died or the day after she dies or anything like that. She literally comes back, like I said, as herself in in the same moment in time that she was born. So it's like a, it's almost like a Groundhog Day kind of effect. And so you should what watch this Russian doll say again, you should watch Russian doll on Netflix. Oh, is that a similar concept? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, only similar, but it's really good. Well, and the the way I try to, because Mo keeps talking about how high concept these books are, and I try to explain to him, the house books are are, are basically the main story. The powers yeah. books try to fill in some gaps, but they screw up when they start going a hundred years and a thousand years in the future. Like a hundred years, it's it, it kind of it's still recognizable. But then you get to like a thousand years in the future, and like there's some that, that's 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 a whole another book going on at, at that point. It, it when you when the, when you read when well when I read the thousand years in the future stuff, I just feel like well all the stuff that I'm reading to get to that point doesn't matter. Well, but that's not necessarily true because here's here's the thing. There's two things happening or two things potentially happening here because with the powers books like. After a certain point, you start realizing like the powers books kind of introduce you to the con or it's I think it's powers two that introduces you to the concept of what Moira's powers are and why they're significant. And then from there, you kind of understand that what you read doesn't necessarily like even though it's in the future, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's what's happening last. Like, for instance, there's a point in the Powers books where you're reading 100 years into the future, and Apocalypse is basically the leader of the X-Men, and he has his horsemen. And, you know, these horsemen, like, you know, one of them is 
is Wolverine, and one of them is um, Zorn. Well, sure, you have, then, you have to have Wolverine. I mean, it's an X-Men. Huh? You have to have Wolverine, even 100 years in the future. <laughs> right, right. And, and Wolverine and Zorn are two characters that could actually exist that far into the future. You know, and then you have, like, other characters that are, you know, not the original versions of people, but kind of hearken to some of the people that we have known because Sinister has these clone pits and all this kind of stuff. But the the whole point of the story is, like, after you kind of, like, sit with it for a few issues, you begin to understand that, okay, yeah, this takes place, like, 100 years into the future, but what it all boils down to is Moira gathering information. No, no and look, the, the 100 years in the future isn't the problem. And by the way, Moira's book is House 2. But the, right. the, the 100, the oh, 100 no. years... Powers or House 2? House 2. There's a okay. Powers book where something happens... Where it, there's one issue of powers where you can see it's her gathering information. That's it. That's as much as I can say without spoiling it for people. It's the thousand years in the future that bugs me. No, but I guess what I'm saying is the point I was going to make with the, the hundred years is that even though it's a hundred years in the future, you come to realize that that Moira is living a life that far into the future. But it's still like life number nine, which is not, is is before the 10th life. So she learned something that it took her like hundreds of years to learn and and be able to get that intel, but she's sharing it with people in her lifetime that's like within maybe like the first, say, maybe 30 years of her life or so, or 40 years, you know, within the 30 or 40 years of her life, but in the 10th lifetime. I'm trying to kind of explain this to people like Mo, who are having trouble. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it, the Powers book feels like they're like Hickman's forcing me to read those books by having a, a nugget here and there that's going to relate to like it feels like the house books are more of a coherent story. The Powers yeah, books are, are the supplemental stuff that half of the book I really don't care about. The other half connects to house. And so they're forcing me to buy this book. And there's some important details that do happen in these books that require yeah. that make them required reading but the powers books i think is what fucks people like mo up see but I, and i guess that's the thing where the, like the powers books are essential because they're literally giving you like backstory to why some things are happening the way they're happening in the house books i mean they because could do that without making me feel like a fucking idiot say what they could do that without making me feel like a fucking idiot well, but I I mean, they're not hiding it. They're they're telling it to you. It's just that you don't sometimes it's hard to realize that they're just they're telling it to you. Let me give you a little bit of insight into my pre-production. <laughs> okay. On one headphone, I had the Howard Stern show. On the TV, I had Teen Titans. In one head, I had my tablet reading um well, well, reading The Dark Number one, which we decided not to review because it's 130 pages. Okay. So I knew nobody was going to read that. And uh, so I switched to read Bizarre Adventures. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, I was prepping for the Heavy Metal Minute. Okay. I can do that. I can't read these fucking X. Well, but, but this is the thing, though. Like, if you're reading, if you're used to reading comics and doing three other things at once, you can't read Hickman's books like that. You got to focus because he's not, he, he's giving you credit. He's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you 
a little bit of a complex story or I'm going to tell it to you in a complex way, but I, I have faith in you. But but what I'm going to need from you is to focus. And that's all it is. Like, all he's asking for is your attention. Not he's not saying, you know, he's not asking you like like Jonathan Hickman isn't like pulling like a, he's not pulling like, say, uh, one of these moves where they're like, you know, some people like make art. And they're like, okay, for you to understand it fully, you have to like have read a whole reading list worth of stuff before you get to the, my thing. You know what I'm saying? Jonathan Hickman's not doing that. He's not like saying like, you know, whether that be literature, like an actual novel or a song or a comic book. No, the, Jonathan Hickman is not saying to you, you have to have read all of these other things or you have to know all this other stuff before you read my stuff. To get it, and then calling you a dummy because you didn't read, you didn't, you haven't done the required reading. He's not doing that. What he is doing though is saying, "Hey, I'm like, I'm gonna take you through this story, but what I need from you is for you to like focus, get into it." I know for me, obviously, you you all know me. I'm a slow reader, and I've been a slow reader, but that's because you know I take my time to try to make sure that I kind of like get the levels of things, and I like to comprehend stuff beyond even like whatever the surface level of it is if if there's more to it there hickman as a writer is made for someone like myself i understand that not everyone is trying to do that but i you know i don't want you to to feel like hickman is trying to uh make people feel stupid because there's there's some writers that do try to do that you know there's some people that are like oh you don't know you don't know vivaldi mm. you know <laughs> Hickman's not doing that. He's just like, all I need you to do is focus on what I'm writing, and the answers are there if you really want to dig. Like, and if you want to dig deep, you can figure stuff out beforehand, you know? But it, like, you can just go for the ride, and he's going to give you pretty much all the answers. And I think at the end, I feel like he's going to make everything pretty plain. And, you know, you'll, you'll be able to go back and be like, damn, this fool did foreshadow all this stuff. Like, he told us that, that was what was going to happen, but we didn't realize that that was what we were, he was saying at the time. But... What I will tell you is it's really interesting. Like, I, just going back to what Oz was saying where he, he Captain Planet did characters. Because this is something that happened like two, three weeks ago at this point. Right. I, you were ne- yes. Yeah, I, I mentioned Gold Balls and like Mo didn't even know what the fuck I was talking about. No, dude, Gold Balls is not a character that a lot of people know. Like, he's not a dude that you're like, okay, when I think of X-Men, I think of Gold Balls. No, go. I mean, he, he was created relatively recently. He's one of, you know, these... Um, these new X-Men that are kind of in the generation of people like Rock Slide and Anoli and like, you know, like, like actually like Grant Morrison kind of new X-Men-ish. Actually, but you know, I'm sorry. No, I think Gold Balls actually even comes after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the, yeah. the only planet here I recognized was Hope. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah. So the, the, the characters that are in this thing are... Proteus, which is a, a longtime ex character right. that um he's, you know he he was basically started as a villain. He's fire. <laughs> then, then you have um Tempo, who is a relatively new character. I'm pretty sure she's in actually is in the same kind of class or or um like era as Gold Balls. I'm pretty sure they they were created around the same time. And Tempo can affect time. Okay, so we have fire. You know. We have water. <laughs> that. Then you have gold balls, and gold balls basically has uh, biological, like, or or balls made of gold that are made or consist of biological matter that literally just pop out of his body. Earth, right? (laughs) And and then you have 
um, Elixir, and Elixir has been around for for a little while now, but but he's a mutant that can heal, and so he's literally with a touch can heal all types of injuries and and diseases and such. Wind, and then finally you have Hope, heart. and then you know Hope Summers, heart, the mutant, <laughs> clearly the, heart, the mutant, the mutant messiah, and and Hope, um, it, it is able to copy and like magnify mutant powers that she's around right exactly like the heart ring and so by their powers combined well yeah with, with, with all these five mutants <laughs> together basically jonathan hickman made it so that they become a mutant resurrection machine and by the way hickman explains that twice actually i think three times because he explains it yeah. once when he explains cerebral Explains it again when it actually happens, and then there's one of those info pages where he actually like explains each person's power and how they interact. Mm-hmm. And so, gold balls produces his gold balls, which because they're made of biological matter, they basically are saying like they're unviable eggs. And so, Proteus touches them and makes them viable. Yeah, he fertilizes them. <laughs> yeah, for all intents and purposes, right? Because Proteus has reality warping power, so he and he penis. makes them viable. And then you have Elixir, who is able to basically bring life to those now viable eggs. Then Tempo is, or I'm sorry, wait, oh man, is it Tempo or Tempest? No, it's Tempo. I'm pretty sure. Um, if not, you know, forgive me. But is is able to accelerate their growth, you know, with her time manipulation. And then hope is basically there to kind of bring everyone together and like amplify everybody's powers so that this process can happen even better and even quicker. And so you have these eggs like when 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 X-Men die or mutants die, I should say, when mutants die, they're able to take the genetic code because there's a point in in these books again in the house books where Magneto and Professor X approach Mr. Sinister and ask him to take to actually like create a database of each person in the mutant genome and they're able to take Sinister's um, genes from each of these different mutants, like whichever mutant it is that happens to die, inject it into these eggs, go ahead, fertilize them up, accelerate their growth. And these eggs will crack open with whichever person it is that died. Right. And like in these books recently, like say for instance, you know, there was a whole team of people that, that ended up dying. Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean Grey, like a whole a whole set of them. These mutants will come like be birthed from these eggs and it's literally a genetic copy a, cl- a clone of whichever mutant it is that died so okay larry with all you've read of x-men since you were what 12 years old or something 10 11 yeah like 10 does that not sound hokey to you no it don't why would it be hokey two two things just asking two two things first of all <laughs> I know Lawrence enjoyed last week's issue because naked Cyclops walking around. Oh, Second geez, thing, really? if they they do all that and create a new Wolverine, bone claws, right? This is definitely something that people have brought up, and they're just like, "Yeah, like what's the deal with that?" And I I don't know. I mean, it should be bone claws because 
the adamantium is not part of him, but I don't know. Like, but I will say that since Wolverine has died, he hasn't had to use his claws. So I don't know. I know there's not an ample supply of adamantium just, you know, laying around. And even if there was, it's like that grafting process is not fun. Right. Well, I'm just glad that there's one more book and then I don't have to read this crap anymore. Are you not enjoying the story? A little bit. And then I read a Powers book, and they're a thousand years in the future. See, now, here's the thing. The Powers, like, the thousand years out in the future. Right. When every when all humanity, well, I guess at that point they've all evolved into mutants, but they're all basically look like Guardians of the Galaxy. And now they're trying. Uh, Why is that Guardians of the Galaxy? Because they're, they're tiny and blue. Nimrod is skeets. And there's some... <laughs> There's some some other uh, galaxy machines that are the, the phalanx, whatever. That's a oh, stupid name. Phalanx? Exactly. Oh, that's a thing. That yeah. Makes- no. Oh, see, I don't yeah, know what no, the fuck. It's I just, been a thing, like well, especially with the X Men. Like that, there was a whole X Men. Uh, like one of the you know X Men would have crossovers every year. One of them was the Phalanx Covenant, and it's like they're. They came really close to like trying to take over everything, like with their like techno organic uh, virus. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It like I was. I, it, I is that the right way to say it? Is that where Cable got his STD? <laughs> cable doesn't have an STD, but techno. But but Cable does have the techno organic uh, like virus. He, yes. he, he jerked one of them off, and that's why his arm got it, caught it. That's what happened. That's exactly it. no. Apocalypse had that and infected him with it in order to facilitate the kid being a better host for him because he was going to transfer his 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 consciousness basically into a new younger body. Well, I don't do like that. I don't like the fa- the phallicist people. <laughs> but here's the thing: so you'd actually love them, like if you actually read, you know, '80s, '90s X Men, and by virtue of this. It, it, they kind of line up with like the shit you like about Star Trek. That yeah. it's nine hundred years in the future, like it was supposed to be. Well, yeah, but um, <laughs> but even like the Phalanx, the Brood, um, shit, even some of the Apocalypse shit. I, I wait, I know the Brood. They're like one of their people becomes an X Men or something, right? Yeah, but you only know them from that point on. But if you read like the Brood saga, like the event, like it's it's kind of like Star. Trek. Well, no, the Phalanx Covenant, more like Star Trek uh, Nemesis, right? Is that the one? Um, first Contact? You talking about like a Borg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah First t- Contact. Yeah, the Brood, the Brood are a little bit more like um, the thing from the first Mass Effect. The Reapers? Right. Yeah. No, no, the, uh, what's, remember the insect alien race? The Brood are like X-Men with alien. Right, right. Okay, what were you saying, so the, the Brood is like the, what, the Prometheans, I think it's what they are in Mass Effect. That would make the phalanx the reapers. No, you know, they're not as much like the Prometheans. They're like, uh, what's that alien race that the insect ones that you have to choose whether they should live or die? Like, they have the queen in oh, the... I love that. The Rachni? Yeah. yeah, the Rachni. The, the brood are like the Rachni. Okay. Yeah. Look, I haven't thought about them in a while. I couldn't remember their names, but yeah. Well, like they, the Rachni. They don't matter as far as Mass Effect's go goes from here on out right well i mean they don't matter in the grand scheme they because well they don't matter the, in the, the new story eradicated them for the most part well it depends on your choice in in the game but it doesn't matter because in the, the after the shepherd saga like it's 500 years in the future 
in another galaxy. Are you talking about Andromeda? Yeah, and then that's not even like that's it. They're not doing any more after that. I I don't. I don't know the story of Andromeda. I haven't played. You haven't played Andromeda? I have it here, but are you you still in the Citadel? No, I just you know I, I was I was not motivated because I know it's not as good of a game, but I will play it. I was telling just to Joe the other day. Like I'm, I, in fact, I might play it sooner than later, it, just because it's like, fine. And I you, gotta start over though, because like, you already own it, right? Oh yeah, no, I, I have it. Then, I own yeah, it. then then might as well play it. I mean, it's, it. I wouldn't say pay sixty bucks for it today. At this point, you won't have to. But he, I mean, he already owns it, though. That's the thing. If you already own yeah, it, yeah, then no, you I might already, as well. I already paid sixty bucks yeah. for it. I mean, I paid sixty bucks for it. I don't feel ripped off, but. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know I'm, the way you said it. Makes it sound like you felt ripped off a little bit. Well, I mean, the, look, every every other Mass Effect I've played at least twice because you got to play once, uh, you know, in the good side and once as an asshole. Yeah. So I, I all, all of them I played twice. Andromeda, I was done after the first one. I was like, okay, I don't need to go back. Yeah, and then they didn't release any DLC. So yeah, yeah, because you know. But anyway, on back to happier things. House and powers. <laughs> yeah, but, it en- it ends next week, folks. So get them while you can. And I, I think are they still, they're, they're selling for like crazy money, right? Oh yeah, the the alternate covers are going for ridiculous amounts of bread. I had my comic book guy say he can't even put them out on the on the rack anymore because there's too many speculators coming in just trying to get them just to put them on eBay. Yeah, absolutely. And I told you like Jeffries is like one cover per. Why don't you tell one- your comic book guy to like? Raise the price on them because I buy comics from him. Yeah, but you don't want those covers. No, but he's gonna raise the price on me when something I do want comes out. So what? So, Larry, if we're trying to jump into House of X and Powers of X today, what should we know before picking those books up? I would say I know that's what the the whole segment was, but now I want you to say it in a nutshell. No, yeah, in a, in a nutshell, I would say. Understand that you're you're gonna need to pick up each issue. Ultimately, you're just talking about twelve books. Know that it's not gonna give you all the answers from the beginning. But you know, if you're getting at this point, you're basically gonna be able to pick it up as you would, um, basically like a, a trade because you can get like at this like they're doing second and third printings of just about every book. So you'll be able to find an issue of each one. It may not be a first printing, but you'll be able to find an issue. So. You know, I would say be prepared to pick up every book. Know that it's not going to give you all the answers at once. So, you know, and, and just understand that Hickman kind of like demands your attention for you to get the most out of these books. Oz's um, criticism or complaint about, you know, the thousand years into the future storyline is not unfounded because realistically, I don't think any any of none of us know for certain where that's going to go. I'm pretty sure next week's issue is going to lay it all out for us. But the fact of the matter is, like, uh, the people that you're talking about, that you're like, hey, I, you know, I guess the mutants, it would not surprise me if those two, like, the librarian and the other um, the other uh, character are actually, like, Xavier and, and Moira McTaggart, because... Now, what are the odds that that end isn't going to come out on time? Oh, no, it's it's coming out in time. It's done already. Like, like there's no way that after 12 weeks all of a sudden the last book just slips slips uh shipping like they got two artists that they knew could handle the job and they got hickman who's probably had this stuff written for i don't know how long since he was 10 (laughs) right and so it's just like no it's coming out on time which is another 
amazing aspect of the whole thing because you know uh these like i know for me i anticipate reading these stories every week and so i was just like you know i'm on pins and needles waiting for the next issue and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the final issue of powers of 10 and how that like relates to the dawn of x with these six books which don't get me wrong. It's like I, I I will say I did enjoy being able to read just two X Men books, and that's all. But the thing, like the 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 scenario that has been set up so far in regards to the new status quo, is so interesting that I understand why it is that I have like to read six different books in order to make sure I get to see what every character or all these different interesting characters are doing. How many of the upcoming four or five books are you going to pick up? Like all consist- consistently though. I mean, not just obviously the number. Okay. All of them on your pull list, right? All, look, all, look, they're not all on my pull, li- pull list as of yet, but they all will be. See, I and might, so- I might do one, which will be the main story one. I think is that's Dawn of I- X or something. Well, Dawn of X is kind of the the blanket. the The main main story might be X Men number one, maybe, but I don't know. Because I mean, X Men number one only has like the Summers family and Wolverine as the team, and so I don't know how much that's gonna that's going to be like you know about everything that's happening across the mutant nation. Because you know, I, I I really do feel like this last issue is gonna like do some some drastic stuff that will kind of really or at least give you some give us something that we haven't seen before that's going to make it so like okay now we understand why each of these bo- these books exists and that's a lot of heavy lifting for one issue because you know I, I mean i read house of x six today and um you know house of x while it does give you some information and some insight onto like how things may run moving forward it doesn't help you to understand what each of those six books are all about and of course they're keeping it close to the vest because they don't want to spoil anything so we'll have to see and and don't get me wrong i will say this i I just want full disclosure i am an x-men fan and i have definitely bought like an entire line of x books to like start out just because because i'm just like well i want to try them all and see what they're like and it's like i may have reservations about like two of them and be like you know feel kind of like middle of the road about another two and then be excited for like a last two but with this particular dawn of x thing happening i'm just like i'm i'm super excited for each one because i'm like i don't i'm not 100 percent certain what i'm getting out of each book i'm genuinely excited to see okay. so i'm just gonna get whichever one of those books hickman is doing which i think is just x-men number one because that's gonna be the main the main book Right, I think that's true. I, I feel like he's he might be doing two of them, and I think X Men is one of them, and there's one other, but I can't think of what it is off the top. Maybe maybe Marauders, but I don't know. But yeah, but each book is is you know kind of has an interesting thing going on with it. They got they got another. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Hick- I think Hickman is doing Nick- New Mutants, but he's co-writing that with Ed Bryson. Okay, and you know, I mean, like Bryson is the dude that has been doing the retelling of the X-Men's origins with the, um, oh man, what are those books called? X-Men like Genesis and X-Men Second Coming and like all, but basically uh, like a recap of the entire history of the X-Men. So which one is uh, Chris Claremont doing? I thought it was New Mutants, but it's not New Mutants? No, New Mutants is... Oh, you know what? Chris Claremont's doing a different New Mutants book. Yeah, it's not main story one, because I don't see him on yeah. any of these books. Yeah, you know what? That's what it is. He's doing, like, 
a New Mutants book that's not a part of that main line. Yeah, he's doing the movie adaptation. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is this? Fall, what the, where is this Fallen Angels book? I gotta put this cover in. I, I don't Jack. know. It's, that's what I'm saying. The, the cover like, is, is Psylocke, X-23, and what appears to be a very young Cable. Yeah. Yeah, no. Y- young Cable happened, like, oh. in... Uh, what was that that last story? Uh, ex, not ex, was it extinction? I think it was called extinction. And so yeah, that that is like, and young cable actually killed old cable. Oh, so and he's got the virus. And this cover artist sucks because he's got like a little gimpy virus arm, but it's not supposed to be. When you say a little gimpy virus arm, it just in the like- in the cover that I posted in chat, his left arm, which is the infected arm, looks like half the size of what it should be. I'm saying it's a bad cover artist. I mean, is it not? Is it not proportionate? No. Okay. So I, he might actually have a a, a gimpy not virus arm, but I don't remember. Of course, he would apologize for the art. No, I'm saying he might. I don't remember. I don't remember the story. Sure, no, because that's what. Okay, that's the cover. Well, that's not on my pull list. So I don't even care. But you don't know even know what that book's about. It's about it's about Psylocke X twenty three and Young Cable. Doing what? Not hanging out with Hope. Why? Why would they hang out with Hope? Because that's what Cable does. I think Fallen Angels is like the new X-Force. But there's an X-Force book. No, but like X-Force, like Assassination Squad X-Force. So, you're not selling me on it. I'm not sure. Because I don't, I don't know. You never read X-Force Assassination Squad. No, I read the good X-Force. Which was? Like the 90s? No, it was more. It was more recent. It was when they reformed. It was when uh, Cable's arm actually got healed, and he did have like a little tiny T Rex arm. Oh, that was still Assassination Squad X Force too, wasn't it? I don't think it was. It might oh, have been after. The- what was that, Mo? It was after the good one. Yeah, it was like a. It was like a reboot. They they had just brought it back, the and it was went through like three different Assassination Squad like reboots. Well, the one right. I, the one, one I read was the one led great. by Cyclops. Then it was the one that Cyclops didn't know about. Right. And then it was that other one that nobody gave a shit about except Oz. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> I, 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 only got, I only got like three issues of that and it was done. It wasn't good. Yeah, I don't know what this X-Force is all about. But like each book basically, or at least I should say almost every book has like one villain on it, which is kind of awesome just because it'll be interesting. It's like an interesting team dynamic. Like I'm like... You have a team here with friggin' Domino and Sage and Jean Grey and Beast, and then you have like Black Tom Cassidy and then Quentin Quire, and it's just like, what? What is Black Tom Cassidy doing here? Oh, and Colossus, and I guess I should mention Wolverine. You can't have an X Men team without Wolverine. I think all the other ones do. Well, I'm sorry, no, that's not true because he is on two of them, right? So, yeah, he's, he's definitely on X-Force an X Force and X Men. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Wolverine. They know where their bread is buttered. I don't like Apocalypse wearing a suit. Like a, like what kind of suit? Well, he's wearing like a sports coat over his regular armor. I don't know. It just bugs me for some reason. That's the cover for Excalibur. I'll put it in chat. I'm over here like combing through the X-Force cover. Like that's Quinton Choir. Right. Yeah. That's the jacket. Are we done with this crap? Yeah. We've been done for 10 minutes, but. (laughs) Uh, It says, why is it Black Tom? black he's black irish right he didn't think we had a real answer for that did he? <laughs> he, he fucking with uh you know anybody else that pretends to do a comic book talk show there it is listen there's a scene in the latest in the latest uh house of x book which i was just like dude that feels pretty awesome the one that came out today right 
and this is not like a story spoiler, but it's just a cool thing to see. And, you know, you'd have to actually see the book to get the best out of it. But I'm, that's why I'm kind of telling you about it so that you all can go look for it. But they're having like a party, like a celebration, basically. And, you know, it's like there's music and there's like fireworks and friggin, you know, it's the X-Men, right? So it's like, obviously, they're X-Men that can do light shows and all this kind of stuff. But there's a scene where you have Dazzler and Dazzler is lighting up the sky because she's Dazzler, right? And they're celebrating and they're like, we're mutants and it's awesome to be us. And she's lighting up the sky and then Siren comes up behind her and friggin' does her sonic scream at Dazzler's back, like, without her knowing. And you know, Dazzler's whole power is to convert sound into light. Yeah. And so she's already lighting up the sky and then Dazzler does, I mean, then Siren does her sonic scream into her back and it just makes this, it just, like, illuminates everything. Now, do you feel the artist did a good job of expressing that? I do. Did you take a screenshot of it that's pre-production to show us? <laughs> no. No. No, Moses. I didn't do that. <laughs> Moses. Fuck do you bring it up? I'm because I'm telling you about how awesome it is. Do you know how look from now on, Larry, uh, it's been thirteen years of us doing this show. You should know that anything awesome you see in comics, you gotta have a copy for us to see. Whether it's digital, if we're in the same room, a printout, you know what I mean? Or have the book, or at least know the, the issue number and page number so I can Google it real quick while I'm talking, giving shit to you so I can just put it in chat or look at it. I'll try to find it, Mo. <laughs> we, we'll move to the next thing. I, Luckily, I, the Heavy Metal Minute's actually pretty long today. And we didn't get the Titans, so I watched it for no reason. Oh, no, we you watched it for what? a reason. I, I've been watching it. You, you had a damn good reason for watching it. Titans. I don't believe it. Because it's tight. <laughs> you know, oh, boo. This is our, our weekly Titans update. I'm caught up. You caught up? Yeah. Why is Larry um, so surprised? You actually said Teen Titans. I'm sorry, say that again, Joe? You actually said Teen Titans when you were saying all that. Oh, uh, well, that's because if you were caught up, you'd know that it's pretty much Teen Titans at this point. Well, the last episode was a flashback episode to when they were yeah. Teen Titans. Exactly. That's, that's my point. It, it, they made it seem like the next episode is going to be like part two of that. So Yeah. yeah. Um, was there a Wonder Girl in it? Yeah. In the flashback? Yes. It's Donna Tro- the red Superman? Yes. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have just done that show, period. Instead, they gave us a whole season of nothing that they finished in the first episode of second season and then gave us three episodes because there was a flashback in the second episode, too. It was just wasn't the main episode. But now the three and four were, like, mainly callbacks to when, from the past. So they should just gave us that show. Period. Uh, they brown faced uh, Deathstroke, which we, we talked about this before, but this feels like a blatant brown face. Brown wash. I don't know what the word is for that. I like brown wash. He's, he's a Hispanic dude acting like a white guy. Oh. <laughs> with, with Asian kids. With Asian kids, yeah. But really, like, Titans is good for 10 minutes. All these episodes are tight the first 10 minutes. I, I I lose interest in the next twenty, and then something cool happens in the next five. But then I don't know what's going on, and here we are. Right, they'll have a, a like a, a cool looking fight with, like, well, I think they took they took down like 
some criminals at the beginning. It, it was cool because yeah. they were all like team working and all that, yeah. even though Aqualad doesn't do very much. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, you know, it's like another 20, 30 minutes of drama before they get to the fight with Dr. Light. And the thing is, in the flashback, all the ep- all the costumes look tight. Like, why couldn't they do that for the main season in the first season? Yeah, I, I posted the, the picture. They even do like a Power Ranger sequence where they all suit up. Oh, yeah. That actually does look good. Yeah. Imagine in motion. Yeah, and that's not even so, like a very good image. It's it's kind uh, of low res. It looks better like in motion, like as the way the show is shot and everything. Like, because they try to shoot it and make it look gritty, but those costumes, by definite Hollywood standards, they shouldn't be in a gritty thing. So that little dichotomy, which, Larry, you're going to help me because I don't know what dichotomy means, that juxtaposition, which, again, I don't know what that means. It actually kind of works for this fucking show. And it's like this flashback shit saved this fucking show for me because otherwise I would not watch it. Right. Because she's supposed to have stars on her suit. Yeah, well, look, she, she you does can't get everything, Joe. Actually, she does. That's just a, like I said, that's a really crappy picture. That's like a like a, a promo thing. Let's see. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can find a better image of that. But yeah, she she does. She does have the stars. It's better than what. But if we, that's a flashback, why is Dove a girl? That was a little weird, but I'm not. I'm gonna pick my battles on this. Well, one, there's though. in season one. There's an episode where they go into how that hawk met that dove, and that hawk had a different dove that was also a dude. Like they, there's a in season one, they they explain what happened to the original dove and when she came along. Okay. So I they, they do have an original male dove. Black dude, but they're still brothers. So black dove. Well, he's definitely a brother. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, but they're still brothers, and it, it's a it's a good episode. It's fine, like that. Everything with Hawk and Dove in this show has been fine. I actually yeah. haven't had any problems with that. I originally I had a problem with well, they're going with the girl already, and I thought they were going to do a love story, which they they kind of do. I mean, they those two are in love. But they do explain that there was a male dove at some point, and they, they, they show what happened with that. So that, like, satiated me. Even the love thing, like, when they're having their little, like, separation is tied to. Wait, I thought you said Starfire stopped dressing like a prostitute. <laughs> oh, no, that's a season one image. Just to compare yeah. what the costumes look like in you know, for the, the current team as opposed to, like, the flashback scenes. Now, about yeah. to post... Uh, now- Joe, she doesn't dress like a prostitute. She dresses like an empowered woman that's not there for you to be objectifying. And now I'm going to... That's a prostitute. No, that's... Well, that's that's season one. You're just being a chauvinist pig. That's all. Okay, and here's the image where you see Wonder Girl's stars on her outfit. Okay. I'm trying to live with that. I'm trying to get Joe to watch the show. Yeah. Is that the same woman that's like the current chick? Yes. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to post a picture of Starfire. Uh, less prostitute <laughs> Still not orange. More empowered woman not for you to be objectifying towards. Right. Better than season one. Not what she should be, though. Her hair is better. Yeah. And well, the outfit, too. Even though she doesn't. Yeah, that's better. She doesn't do anything. See, it, at, so far, she hasn't done anything in season two. Even, like, the dude that kidnapped her. Like, she's all friendly. Like, again, I was doing three other things while I watched this, but that's the vibe I got. Anywho, uh, yeah, we should 
Boy, that's our Titans update. Right. It, Titans update is so far is what three or four episodes in. Better than season one. Could still be a lot better. They're fixing it. There's Hopefully. links to our. Uh, we we gave you a seven day trial thanks to the good people at DC Universe. The link is in our description of last week's episode. So, and this archive is going to have that link in the description too. And it will till the series is done. Let's get into that heavy metal minute. Just so we're clear. Oh, hey, I put that, that joint in chat, by the way, that picture. What picture? Sorry. What are you talking about? Of, from, it, looks, it looks amazing. From Powers of X. That's like. That's like 30 years ago. I mean, House of X, I'm sorry. We haven't talked about that in like uh, half a century. You're posting old shit. That's not how I would do uh, sirens. And it it disrupted the flow of the images that I was posting. I love the colors. The colors is pretty good. Joe loves the colors, Oz, so I think you're wrong. Right. Well, I mean... (laughs) It's it's 2019. You have to love the colors. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Tell that to the president. <laughs> That's the title for this week's episode. <laughs> Tell that to the president. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sirens. Are, oh, yeah. I thought it was Banshee. Anyway. No, Siren. Yeah. Same thing. Different genitals. So, Heavy Metal Minute <laughs> and then news? Yes. Okay. A moment of your time, please. This week, Ghost is in the news again. Uh, it appears Ghost's next album is going to feature Papa Emeritus Four on vocals. We saw that in the last album, they had Cardinal Copia. It's going to be Ghost's fifth album, and, and he's looking forward to having a Papa Emeritus character. This one will be number four, um, but he'll be the fifth one because we have Papa Zero, as I talked about last week. But yeah, he's looking at this fifth album as a, a bit of a, of a landmark for uh, how they should sound, the momentum they built and everything. So there's a lot of pressure on them, and that's why I assume last week I reported 2020, they're only going to do one show. So that that's pretty much it. They're going to ramp up for the fifth album. Uh, in other news, uh, Black Label Society announced a tour with, you know, Support Act's obituary, um, Lord Dying... Thrown into exile, Exodus. An hour later, it was announced it was canceled. There's still no reason why. No, you know, all the. I don't even think tickets went on sale. It was just announced. Uh, Lord Dying, I believe, put on their Facebook page an hour after. It says, unfortunately, due to unforeseen sudden circumstances beyond our control, this tour is no longer. Dot dot dot. You know, it leaves people, and by people I mean me, speculating if um, Zach Wilde of Black Label Society, the headlining act, uh, if he went to rehab. He's, he's known to have done that in the past, I believe, or at least gone to rehab, not canceled tour. Uh, but speaking of rehab, Metallica frontman James Hetfield canceled the rest of their tour for New Zealand and Australia. Um, they canceled it due to James Hetfield returning to rehab. Uh, he's da- battled with addiction in the past, and famously in the movie Some Kind of Monsters, we actually saw how he dealt with rehab and the band at the same time. So they're taking time off. Uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer, posted on social media that he's standing by his brother, meaning James Hetfield. 
and uh, wishing him well. Other band uh, frontmen, <laughs> including Jamie Jasta of Hatebreed and Randy Blythe of Lamb of God, have expressed uh, particular stories in dealing with James Hatefield that influenced them to start living a sober lifestyle. So apparently he's helped quite a few people with that issue of sobriety and subsystem abuse, and now he needs everybody's support. So yeah, we're here with you, James Hatfield. This Bud's for you. An Amon Amarth fan was uh, stabbed outside the concert in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, I believe. A Amon Amarth fan was stabbed after the concert. Uh, CTV is reporting that there was an altercation at the end of the concert, and he was stabbed. Uh, also, uh, the fans around him were able to subdue the stabber, and uh, police came and took him away. They don't have any update on the status of the fan that was stabbed, uh, but there are reports that coroners were seen at the scene. So, um, yeah, he might be dead. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been the Heavy Metal Mission. We should have a like, uh, like her. No- <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. All right. So, what do we got going on in the news? But this real quick. Wait, real quick though. So we don't know if the dude is dead or not. Yeah, uh, Canada doesn't report the same way they do here, so there's no update yet. But like I said, they were spotted. Uh, they spotted coroners at the scene later on after the whole arrest and everything. Got it. Okay. Go ahead, Oz. Sorry. Uh, this story, I didn't really know about because nobody's fucking writing about this. But when I went to a comic book shop, the, the owner was just ranting about this. Like, he was he is not happy with with DC right now. But the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy number one came out with connecting covers. The thing the thing is, though, they're not, like, they overlap. I'm gonna I'm gonna post these images in chat. So they're connecting covers, but but they don't connect at the seams. They overlap. Yes, like the like one of them ha- is, features Harley, the other one features Poison Ivy, but there's right. half of the other character in in each one. That sounds terrible. And like he apparently he was re- he, like he was upset and he called them up and. He was told that that uh, this is the way they were supposed to come out. Really, so this I, is intentional. Yes, like because he he thought it was, like the editors fucked up, and so he he called about it, and yeah, they said no, the, the editors didn't mess up. This is the way it was supposed to be. But then, but they also released like images of the the connected like the full connected thing, and it you know it's not obviously it's not overlapping. It's 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 proper, but you can see the two images that I posted. Half of the other character is in this, and it just it doesn't it doesn't connect right. You know, if you have these two books, it's it's tough to do that with with just the the pictures that I posted. But if you actually have these physical books, it doesn't line up right. Yeah, you got to put one on top of the other. Right. So yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing. I. I thought it was interesting because I haven't heard that anywhere. I didn't even know about it. I just happened to walk in while he was ranting about it to someone else. Yeah, that's that's really weird. Like I don't understand why DC would do that. But apparently, they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like it, it's literally like going, like literally going against like years of convention. 
Right, because they also put out the Batman Superman number one, and those don't overlap. They they actually connect perfectly. Yeah. The the only issue with that is you have both Batman and Superman on either side. No, but that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, it still yeah, it still makes one full image. Right. But, but if you only got one or the other, they want to make sure you had both characters in it. So you got yeah, but it, it fits. It connects a lot better than this thing. Look. Uh, I see Hecton chat saying connecting covers are dumb anyway. Buy a print. How dare you, Heck? Connecting covers are a staple of the comic book industry. If you don't like it, you don't have to. But don't, don't, don't knock it. It's Look, awesome. The comics connected tightly enough. I would want buy a print too. That's true. I don't like connected covers that are the same issue though. Like I want a connected cover yeah. where issue one and two and three or however you want to do it. But it, that was the beauty of the Walking Dead All Out War. Like. You bought it if you, you know, you got it when it came out. And then the second prints were the connecting cover. Oh, that's, that's and pretty it was awesome. Like, you know, it was like 98, 99, 100, 101, 2, and 3. Like, and they all connected. And it was just the connecting covers were just like a, a just a big banner of just Negan with his bat over his shoulder. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I, I bought those like three times. I, I will say that I don't have an issue with connecting covers um, being, well, no, you're right. Connecting covers, you're right. They shouldn't be the same issue. You're right. I'm sorry. I was going to say that I didn't have a problem with it. but You do. But I do. That's been the beauty of um, the all these House and Powers issues have had connecting covers. And one is a House issue and the other is a Powers issue. So that's been pretty cool. So at least that keeps it like in a way that you know which one to read next. Yeah, that's true too. Even though I think there is a point where that did get messed up because I think two two houses came out at the yeah. like one after the other. I get. I know we're not talking about that anymore, but the trade paperbacks are going to have everything in the correct order, right? I'm sure because Marvel doesn't usually do that. What they don't put things in the correct order? Not with trades. What like, do they DC do? Was the one for that, like that did that well. What What are they? What would What would you assume? they would do like one trade in for house event, and one for power in an event like for example a civil war or and i saw this happening with house of m a lot where it's like you have the main house of m title just like you did you know every the marvel format and then you'd have all the tie-ins but like the fantastic four would have their own tie-in and spider-man would have his own tie-in x-men would have his own tie-in wolverine would have his own tie-in you know and eventually like you read just Civil, just House of M or Civil War 1 through 6, you don't get the tie-ins in there. So some things would happen, like it would be a drastic change between like maybe not issue 1 and 2, but like 4 or 5, you know? Okay, yeah. DC it shouldn't be as big tie-ins. of a deal with, with House and Powers, only because... It's only two titles. Yeah, it's, on, it's only two titles, and even if they like decide to like not do it in... in um, if they decide to do it in numerical order as opposed to like publishing order it it shouldn't affect the way you read the story much but dc like if you read uh you know yeah a good example was uh like bruce wayne murderer yeah went across like i think like 12 different titles right like you get bruce wayne uh murder volume one and fugitive volume one and volume two and it's just everything in order whether it's a nightwing book Gotham Knights book. That's um, awesome. You know, and it just like it, it's a little jarring at first because you get different writing styles and different orders in one book, different art, 
styles in one book. But, you know, the story is fluid. Like, you get everything in the pro- proper order. Yeah. So the ba- yeah. the Batman has cast its uh, James Gordon. Uh, it's Who's- Jonah Hill? No. Jeffrey Wright. Posting Jeffrey in. Wright? Yeah, in chat right now. That guy's good. Yeah, he's good, huh. and I, I mean, I can see him as the the commissioner of a police force. I don't like him as James Gordon just because of what that affects. That that's gonna that's gonna affect my Batgirl. That's gonna affect James Gordon Jr. Yeah, but nobody gives about those people. Gives a shit about those people. James Gordon Jr. Yeah, yeah. James Gordon Jr. He's huge. He, you read Long Halloween, Larry? Like, come on. You read the oh. Batman Who Laughs. He's oh, you didn't finish that. He watched no. Batman Begins. James Gordon Jr. Begins? is is he's in Batman Begins. Yeah, but he's uh, not, he's not doing. Did, are, are are you talking about like are you talking about Batman Year One? I'm talking about the movie. James Gordon Jr. is in Batman Begins. Yeah, he's a baby. Oh, okay. And he's a kid in Dark Knight Returns, too, because they think Gordon's dead at one point. Yeah, that's right. James Gordon okay. Jr. is a huge deal in DC. I'm surprised she- you, you don't even know about him. Yeah, he's their Frank and Richards. I feel like Jeffrey Wright, like, he could be James, he could be James Gordon if he's going to dye his beard or his hair. Like, is, is Jeffrey Wright black Irish? Yes. <laughs> No, but he he needs he needs a white he needs a white white hair, right? No, I, I don't even care about the the color of his hair. I'm thinking about Barbara Gordon and James Gordon Jr. Yeah, like you don't he doesn't need white hair. I I but want the, a redheaded, fair skinned Barbara Gordon. I mean, look, Jeffrey Wright is not exactly a dark guy. He could, like Barbara Gordon could be that same complexion, right? But he's not he's not that like stereotypical Irish, you know. Cops are supposed to be Irish. That's the stereotype. Yeah, that's an ugly stereotype. It's pretty in my eyes. Yeah. Just tell that to the president. Like, th- this guy, <laughs> this guy, would, like, it makes, he, he'd be a fine Commissioner Gordon. I just don't like how it affects yeah. ancillary characters that I enjoy. But, I mean, but it's not going to affect it because this movie is not in that universe anyway. And his wife could be white. Yeah. But, and then you could still well, get that's basically just, the same Barbara Gordon for the most part. That. Like, like Blake Griffin only happens once in every civilization. <laughs> Look, they're they're whiter black people. Yeah, why, like, why couldn't Commissioner Gordon be Mexican? Listen, I'm just saying. Like, why get Commissioner James Gordon? Get, get Canelo Alvarez. He should be James Gordon. Can he act? I'm just saying. Like, you could have a friggin' what you call it, right? Like a um, what's home chick? Um, Rashida Jones. As Batgirl? I'm just saying, like, Rashida Jones is half black. But she doesn't necessarily, you don't look at her and, and think it, that. You can just get a white girl to be Barbara. Like, it's fine. Right. And it could be his daughter. Yeah, and I nobody's going to be like. There's already a precedent for it. And it worked out well in Swamp Thing. There's a black guy playing <laughs> a white person. He's not playing a white person, is he? He's playing a white person. Why is he playing a white person? Because Matt Cable's white. Who's Mike Cable? Who? Wait. The dude in Swamp Thing that was Jessica Biel's son, yeah, is a white guy. He's playing a white guy, he, but he's not playing a white guy. Yeah, he is. His dad's white. His mom's like white. His mom's not white. No, His the mom... character's white. Well, but then they just recast it. No, the mom's white. The dad's white, <laughs> and the dude, the black dude, playing a white guy. Like it's fine. I'm down. Like and 
In Titans, like, we have a Mexican dude playing, like, a British guy. Who's the Mexican dude playing a British guy? The dude that plays uh, Deadshot. Deadshot? Deathstroke. Titans is, is Mexican? He means Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Oh. I'm posting a picture of a Mexican that should play uh, James Gordon right there. Yeah, he can't play game. I mean, Gotham, too, maybe, but not in this movie. James Gordon Jr. <laughs> It's funny because as I look at the picture that I posted, dude has a really tiny hand. Yeah, yeah. Like that, like that looks like it's That's photoshopped. Why so That's why he goes into fighting. That's a tiny little like maybe he should be Cable. <laughs> maybe like, no, like Donald Trump. Don't get knocked out, Oz. Be careful. You'd be like, man, I got a little tiny handprint. <laughs> the, the first time I saw this dude in, in the boxing ring, like. I was shocked when they said he was Mexican. Yeah, I could see that. It's like, he's what Mexican the hell? Louis C.K. What? Louis C.K. is Mexican. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He was born in Mexico? His dad was a Mexican ambassador or some shit. Well, the Mexican ambassador to where? To the U.S. Well, that's a white man. His, his name is Alvarez. His last name is Alvarez. Louis C.K.'s last name is Alvarez? It's actually this dude's cousin or brother or some shit. The boxer guy. That's why they both have red hair and white skin. Like they're the only no, like that. No. For real, Louis C.K. I think he was born in Mexico. So you're saying Louis C.K. is related to to Alvarez, the boxer? Yeah, he said his dad fucked around a lot. <laughs> you know, he's Mexican. <laughs> but Louis C.K.'s dad is not Mexican. Yes, he is. Even the dude that played him in the, his dad in the TV show was the dude that plays the Mexican guy in like in Man on Fire and shit. <laughs> Like his, he, he, there's a full-on Mexican dude playing his dad in the Louis C.K. TV show. His, yeah, his grandfather is the one that moved to Mexico, where he met his Mexican grandmother on the father's side, Rosario Sanchez Morales. That's his grandmother, and yeah, he he was born in Mexico, moved to the <laughs> moved to the U.S. Yeah, technically, Trump would get him out of here. Wait, 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 no, no, you're talking about his. His grandfather right now, right? Right. That that's how that's where his Mexican heritage begins because his grandfather moved to Mexico and met his grandmother in Mexico. But his grandfather moved to Mexico from where? From let's see, he was Hungarian Jewish. Okay. And he moved and, so, and he moved to Mexico where he met his grandmother, which Okay, but Rosario but has, Sanchez Morales is fucking as Mexican but, as you but get. But Louis C.K., like all the rest of us, has two sets of grandparents, right? Okay. So where's the other set of grandparents from? Why are you making me do all this research during the show? I, like this is all I'm people. I'm not asking you to research. I'm just saying don't mess around and be like, oh Louis C.K. is Mexican and he happens to have a Mexican grandma. I, look, I but has a I don't, grandpa just, and then probably two Okay, well, I, other grandparents. I apologize that I'm not into like racial purity as, as you are. <laughs> it's not racial purity. It's just it is what it is. It's like, dude, come on, man. We're not gonna mess around and be like, look, like, what was was Louis C.K. born in Mexico? His dad was Mexican. That's all you need. Wait, what, what do you mean his? Wait, so his dad was born in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. His dad was Mexican. Okay, his his dad. So his dad was born in Mexico, but his dad's lineage is Mexican and Hungarian. Well, you know, there are there is people that did escape the Inquisition and the Nazis and moved to Mexico and became Mexican citizens and had kids. A, a lot of them from the Jewish faith. So. All of this not comic book related, so we can move on to the next story. Well, technically, I mean, he's uh, he's got a, is, He should be playing. Yeah, I can't connect it. Listen, I'm looking at it right here. Louis C.K. is 25% Hungarian Jewish. Right. 
25% Mexican, 50% Irish, German, and English. Right. Well, the uh, Irish are practically Mexican. I mean, they drink like, a lot. They are Mexican. They drink I, a lot. They talk see. a lot of shit. They fight. Their flag is red, white, and green, and they're Catholic. Technically, if you if you look up my last name, and I think you all agree, I'm very Mexican. My last name is is actually Gaelic. I'm just saying. So there's by, a there's a lot of standard, Irish in there's a lot of Irish in Mexico. My last name is Arabic. But by, by this standard, I'm English. Then. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, oh, okay, yeah. We're all like, we're all just go. We're all just gonna go with that. I got it. Yeah, you're English and Latino. Like I know like, you. I know you thought you were gonna. Since, we've said that since we met you. Yeah. No, no one's trying to acknowledge my English roots. Well, definitely not England, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I like, I'm just like, no, no one's trying to acknowledge that. No, like, no one's you, looking at me. I'm like, of course you're English. You look no. like Idris Elba. They'd welcome you. They'd knight you, but you know, you just look like a slug, like us. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Love peasant. A, a part of my Middle Eastern Yiddish ancestry. I can use that word. Moses Magnum. Yes. How do you feel about this Spider-Man back in the MCU news? Uh, I was hoping nobody would talk about that because we didn't. Uh, you you knew I was going to talk about it. Back in back in the MCU, we, though, I mean, really though, is he? Why is he not? Well, because I, well, I guess you must have just read the headline and not the story. That's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> He's. He's coming back for one more MCU movie, and yeah. the the stories all say that uh, what's his face. Feige, Feige, however you pronounce his name, Kevin Feige, is essentially using that movie to kind of write him off because the deal isn't just an MCU movie. He's he's, Tom Holland is supposed to do one MCU movie and one Sony movie, and that's going to be the the crossover between them. So it's not him returning to the MCU so much as, you know, giving the MCU closure for now. I mean, that this all could change tomorrow because this shit just changes like that. And but like, how can you say it's not returning to the MCU when it's like he wasn't going to be in any MC, any more Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? I don't see now. It. Well, now I'll, he's going to be in in two additional movies that are associated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, like how, one one MCU. No, no, no. Hey, hold on. For, first of all, it's one MCU movie, one Sony movie. They don't have to necessarily cross. If it's a so, Sony so movie, what you're it saying does, is. It, like, from what I heard, the deal was Marvel and Sony are going to co- co-produce two more movies. That's not what you heard? No. No. It's only one, MC, one MCU movie. The other one is wholly Sony. Well, wait. What? So so what? The You're saying the last Spider-Man movie is all Sony? Yes. Yeah. And that's going to be the crossover with Venom or Spider-Verse or some shit. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. And I'm like, not sure, but we know that the... The one that the MCU gets to do is to undo the shit they put them on in a cohesive way so they can move forward and Sony can move forward. Like, they threw them a bone in that sense. Right, and that's the... the Moe's version of it is what makes sense from a storytelling point of view. It from- really... It, the only reason it doesn't make sense to me is because nobody's giving a fuck about what I think or want out of a Spider-Man movie. So why the fuck do they want to give me... Some closure. Well, I'm just saying you fi- you figured out story wise why this makes sense. As far as like a, a business side of it, what I think is actually happening is they want to do one more MCU movie, one more Sony movie. See if they- if Sony by themselves can make the money that Disney Spider Man makes, 
to justify them taking the character away. You know, because there's a lot of people that that have said that Far From Home only made as much money as it did because it was an MCU movie. And Sony's a little bit afraid that that might be true, so they want to they give MCU one movie and themselves one movie and see if they can do what MCU did and make sure that Far From Home wasn't a fluke. So that that's the business side of it. Now, the story side of it, one more MCU movie would be a good way to transition the character to the Sony universe if if Disney's not going to get any more films. Now, this all could change tomorrow because this shit apparently just changes on a dime. Yeah, that will piss me off, man. I was so happy that he was gone. And then he comes back, and it's like, yeah, he's coming back, but I wanted Marvel to stay with Spider-Man with their thumbs up their fucking ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now you get to get the Sinister Six. I don't want the Sinister Six. Not like this. Which fucking ganky out there running in his mouth like he like he knows some shit. Yeah. That which was another story was uh the, the actor playing Genki wants his character to become the hobgoblin and part of the Sinister Six. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that that's what he said. So I mean leave that up to you guys. Well, I mean yeah, I can uh can a bus hit him or something? And the the deal with Disney is that they'll get twenty five percent of the profits. For the next MCU movie, yeah. Which, if it makes a billion, then that gives Sony, you know, seven hundred and fifty million of that, which is roughly what they made off Venom. So that's that's where they think they can they can go with these movies. We'll we'll see what happens. I, I, I I've said it before, but this next week we'll have a new story where there's a new deal or some bullshit. You think so? Maybe yeah. not next week, but definitely after the next movie comes out. And yeah. There's a whole other aspect to this deal where uh, they don't want to fully be in bed with Disney fully is because Apple was trying to buy Sony. So that was like, well, we got to, you know, if we're trying to get money from Apple, like we can't lose Spider-Man. You know what I mean? But they're not going to lose Spider-Man. They want to secure it. Like Apple don't want to do business with Disney on that level. I don't I wouldn't think. Or at least if I'm trying to sell them something. Not. I wouldn't have to bring them into that type of responsibility or whatever. Apple and Disney had a really good working relationship until just recently. Right. That's what I'm saying. And just recently, Apple's trying to buy Sony. Like, what the fuck? What's up, what's up with you today, Larry? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. They don't want to deal with them. And then Sony's trying to look more attractive to Apple. Like, they would want it to Disney to go fuck themselves. Mo, Mo brings up a good point. What's up with you, Larry? <laughs> well, no, because he did the same thing earlier. I don't remember exactly for what. But it's like, yeah, Larry, like, what's up with that? I, I don't know. He did it with when we were talking about the Bizarre Adventures book. Like, yeah, that that issue... That Shang-Chi story shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Okay. What's up with that? What's up with that, indeed? We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I feel like... I really hope the uh, the asteroid comes and hits us so I don't have to see another Spider-Man movie. Wait, so you'd rather the entire world end yeah. than watch another Marvel Cinematic Universe I was Spider-Man so happy movie? when it was gone. And then it's like, of course, because I like it, they bring it back. If I would have been pissed about it, that they wouldn't have reconciled. <laughs> Listen, I've known you long enough to know that that could be true. So you know it is. Everything I'm, I like gets canceled, or it, you know, it, even even with it doing well, 
you know, like, yeah, you know, we're not, or, or we're gonna turn it into garbage. You know, you see what Eternals? It's like, oh, uh, I hope they never do. It. Well, at first I was like, oh man, what if they do Eternals? No kind of inkling. Then they do something remotely related, and it's like, well, man, I'm glad they didn't do Eternals because they fucked the Inhumans up, and then they Inhumans up Eternals. What what is that whole Cersei set photo thing? Like, is she like homeless? <sighs> It, it it's the equivalent of the Cassandra Kane like untied shoelace. Like they make them look homey, like frumpish for no reason. They should really stop doing that. But that's the trend. Like even pop stars are dressing like that. Like that's the trend. That's what people like. That's where the money goes. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just like it doesn't look like Cersei at all. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean aside from the green, but Todd McFarlane has a world record. What? He is in the Guinness Book of World Records now. For longest running creator owned comic with uh, Spawn 301 coming out. What about Savage Dragon? Did, did, oh, oh not, you know what? Spawn came out before Savage Dragon. Yeah. Did. Damn. Wow, good for him. Like, he beat what? Cerberus? I, you, that's a lot of questions. I'm just telling you what happened. <laughs> it should be in the article. Say, uh, say what? Well, no, it should be in the article, like who he beat out. Right, but. I mean, BH9210 is about to start. I don't know how, like, how long do you want me to go? No, actually, I don't watch that till Friday. What? 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 You yelled at me last week. I heard it. That was for something else. No, you said you had to go watch your BH9210. You said I had to, and I agreed with it because it'd be easier than to explain what I really wanted to do to your drunk ass. Mm-hmm. What drunk. I really wanted to do was actually do a news segment. But you no, pretty yeah, drunk ass. Yeah, you were talking about uh, the, the Orville and Mass Effect and Star Trek Discovery, and it's like, yeah, well, do I got to travel to a foreign country to talk about something I want to talk about? It was it was such a good, good conversation. I had it three times. Yeah, no, I, it was good. I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but I'm not going to say it wasn't, and that's why I waited till you guys were done to talk all my shit. Yeah, I still get, oh, like, wow, I don't remember any of that. I remember you yelling at me about BH9210. Like yeah, that, no, yeah that, that's what you said. That, that sounded familiar. Like when I reheard that, I was like, "Oh wait, I think I remember that." <laughs> that yeah, that is when I played the wrap-up music. You, you cut through the haze, Mo. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Uh, Tiger Claw over here in chat says, uh, "If they made an old man Spider-Man movie, Moses Magnum would be all over that." I should love to see what Peter Parker looks like as an older man. He looks Tiger like Todd Knock, like, right? Shut the fuck up, man! Like annoying <laughs> the fuck out of me all week. Uh, Heck posted a story talking about fans will decide whether the three Jokers will be in the DC continuity. And I don't even know what kind of Jokers they're talking about over here. I don't know if they're talking about comics or movies or whatever the fuck. A combination. I think they want to add the the new Phoenix Joker and then the other one is like the Heath Ledger. But there was three Jokers in, in DC like 10 years ago. This is less than that. Like in the Eternal stuff too. Like it was like a legacy thing almost. Either way, Tire Claw commented on that on our Facebook news group. If you want to join in that fun, just search up Fantastic Forum on Facebook. He says they should be, they should totally be in continuity. And to which I said, Ah, shut the fuck up! You don't know what the fuck continuity is. And then he says, uh, Imagine how crazy it would be having three Jokers in the DCU. Batman will have his hands full on this one. And it's like we've already had. I think more than three in the DCU. There was one point where they actually showed like three different Jokers, which was basically like the whatever, like 
seventies Joker, sixties seventies yeah. Joker, and then there was like a, a more recent one, and then the the like one the with killing, the, yeah the Killing Joke one, and then the one where like he cut off his face Joker. Yeah, and, they were all different people supposedly. Right. Yeah. So if, I, I, if, I don't. I don't. I didn't read the story. I don't give a shit about it. Like, if we had gotten to like the reviews we thought we were going to get to, we'd talk about the Batman who laughs, which is a, another Joker that that's added to that. Yeah. Lawrence, just so you know, so you're ready for next week because we'll probably do it next week. I really want to contrast the Batman who laughs with White Knight because I think there's a like a two sides of a of a coin thing going on there. Got you. And I know you've read White Knight, so you can... I haven't. I'm in the process of reading it, but I'll finish it by next week. Okay. Well, I only read the first issue, so you've read more than me, which oh, is why which okay. is why I didn't talk about it till you were on because that's the 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 contrast that I wanted to do. Okay. And I haven't gotcha. read it, so. And while we're in the subject of jokers, it's been a, a weird week. Uh there's a video that leaked online with Joaquin Phoenix doing full, uh, what's his face? Christian Batman. Bale. Christian Bale on people on the set. Damn. His whole frustrations about doing a Joker movie. Uh, his whole frustrations about promoting the Joker movie. Like, he's not happy that he's promoting a Joker movie. Um, and then Warner Brothers issued a statement. This was a new story I was trying to get to last week. Where, uh, because so many people have been bringing up, like, this feels like this is empowering your mass shooters. Uh, see, uh, sorry, I gotta stop this new story. He says, uh, Terry Claus says right here, I bet it'd be something like Logan in relation to the old man Spider Man movie. And again, that's another incendiary statement from Tire Claw because I hated that fucking movie too. <laughs> but yeah, they basically said we've donated money to all the people that have died from mass shooting. So that's why we can empower future mass shooters. Um, you know, paraphrasing, of course. Uh, and then this latest thing was they had the red carpet premiere, which Jim Lee was there, and I got to see some of the the hullabaloo uh, through his Instagram. And he was just so happy there. It made me fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a comic book guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it just, But he's a company man. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, he's an Uncle Jim. Damn, like that? Yeah, it, so, it's so funny because I'm, I'm pretty sure Jim Lee would be like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure half our audience is asking what that means, but I got you. <laughs> like instead of an Uncle Tom, he's an Uncle. So it's one of those things. Even like, even Tom McFarlane, like he showed up at the Venom thing and everything, but he's gone on record about what they did wrong and stuff. And then you know, Liefeld, Liefeld loves everything. Like there's not one thing he doesn't hate. Period. Eric Larson, I mean, we've actually had him speak his mind about things. Oh, yeah. There's a reason there's not a Savage Dragon movie. Yeah. And then Todd, uh, what was the other one? Fuck. It was Todd McFarlane, Liefeld, Jim Lee. Yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. And then, yeah, Jim Lee's all, like, all, all in. Like, loves Aquaman. Loves... <laughs> Money. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> the The news story that I was trying to get up to was that when they had the premiere, they disinvited all the press people. From what? From from the from red carpet the red premiere of, of Joker. And that's because oh, people were asking, hey, you know, people are going to like shoot people because of your movie, which is a stu- it, it, it's a stupid question. I mean, it's a stupid question with an easy answer. No, that's it. That's all you have to say. Joe had the best response to that as far yeah. as 
movies influencing you to kill people. I just I can't quote them because I don't remember it word for word. Well, it's basically like the people that aren't willing to kill people aren't going to kill people, and the people that are going to do it with the movie or without. Right, that sounds fair. Well, Larry's asleep already. No, I I literally just spoke. I know, but it, that's your uninterested voice. I, <laughs> it, it was supposed to be like I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, Marvel's Ghost Rider live action series is not going forward at Hulu. Yeah, I did see that. Happy for that. That's fine. Why are you happy for that? Cause I didn't like how they did him. Mm. Like his whole his whole origin. Did the sign of the cross? No, that's Jonah Hex. No, I, I'm just messing. Um, his whole origin was so tied in the comics, and then that's the shit they watered down in Agents of Shield. Like, why why do you want to have such an edgy, cool character? He looks at it. He handles shit edgy. He drives an edgy car, and then his origin is so fucking soft. Yeah, he was, I mean, because he was trying to save his his like nephew or whatever. Well, it's it's about because you know the whole thing about Robbie Rodriguez is that his spirit of vengeance wasn't the Ghostwriter spirit of vengeance. It was his own uncle that killed his mother, haunting him, bullshitting him to get him to do his dirty work, and then he figures it out and then fights his own spirit of vengeance. So, so what you're saying is you don't like the fact that. The spirit of vengeance that he has is actually the spirit of vengeance and and not his uncle. His origin was so unique and fresh. It was all new, all different. And it's the shit that Marvel bullshits you into thinking they're moving forward into progressive territory. And it was just so watered down and diluted for the TV. Like, it's just some bullshit ass. Like, basically, Danny Ketch, which is cool for Danny Ketch. It wasn't cool. Like, Robbie Rodriguez had a, a new fresh take that I would like to see. Well, mm. Like, yeah. that was the most interesting part about him was that he was, like, just possessed by his a ghost of his uncle thinking he was a, a spirit of vengeance. Well, they're not going forward with that anyway. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm happy about it. They are trying to cast Moon Knight, and they're... <laughs> Apparently, they're looking for a Jewish-Israeli Zac Efron type, which leads me to ask the question, why not Zac Efron then? Wait, they're looking for a what? Zac Efron type? A what? Jewish-Israeli. Oh. Is Zac Efron Israeli? Does it matter if that's the type you're going for? I'm sure he can act Israeli. His name name is kind of Semitic. I'd have to research it. It's just... Sound like a, a bigot. When I read, I don't, I don't think Zac Efron would make a good ghost. I mean, a good uh, Moon Knight. Well, that that I mean, that's what they're looking for. It's just when I read that story, it was like the like I just had some flashbacks to like, hey, you know, I mean, we've all had this. We're like, hey, why can't I find a guy like you? Well, I'm right here. No, you're my you're my friend. We've all had that, right? That's Zac Efron in this case. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. I guess I'm just like, I think there's a difference between, well, I don't know what Zac Efron's ethnicity is, but if they want like uh, a, a Jewish person, but kind of like Marvel, Efron, that's, Since when does Marvel yeah. care about ethnicity in their characters? Only when they're white. I guess. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he's going to play into the whole thing in a real way. Yeah, he's a, he's a Jewish person raised in an agnostic household. Yeah, what Bo said. I've I've actually known a guy that was an Israeli military dude, and he looked like Zac Efron, only more Israeli looking. Wait, Zac Efron is Jewish, right? Yeah, I mean, so you're looking for a, a, a ethnically for ethnically Zac- Jewish person that looks like Zac Efron? Is Zac Efron not available? Is my whole point? I mean, just like 
you want maybe you want something that looks like Zac Efron but can act better. Ah man, he's a good actor. Is he? Oh yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of comedies which yeah, are supposed like, to be stupid. So he plays that part, but he can he can act. He did that where he played Ted Bundy, man. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. No, no, you gotta watch it. Fuck hearing about it, Larry. This ain't that Braille shit. <laughs> you gotta watch what? Why is the Braille about hearing? <laughs> I just didn't have Krakoan at the tip of my tongue at the moment. But <laughs> just saying, like you can't express Braille auditorily. Wouldn't you guys know Moon Knight better than I do? Would Moon Knight be more of an action thing, or is it like do you really need a dude that can pull off a complex character? When he's Both. When he, yeah, when he's on which run, yeah, because the thing is, like, you can do a Batman movie without Bruce Wayne in it. I don't think you could do a Moon Knight movie without Mark in it. No, okay. Now, I think Efron could pull off like dark and broody, yeah, but uh, he just looks too small for Moon Knight. Well, see, that, but that that's a different thing. Now, if you're telling me you want to cast somebody that looks like yeah. him, though, yeah, my question is but, always, is he not available? I, I'm not saying you. That's not who I would look for for him like that. Like Zach Efron to me looks like a like a kid. Like he even even as the Ted Bundy, like he still looks like Ted Bundy as a child. But his acting like brought it out. Like he did it great. His acting saved it. That's why I'm saying he's a good actor. But for Moon Knight, I think I mean, yeah, you said he has to look more like grizzled. Like he's been through some shit, right? Yeah, like I think it should be an older dude. Or at least that looks a little more older, you know. Like a, I think a Brad Pitt could do it. Ooh, Brad Pitt would be a cool Moon Knight. Okay, I like it. Let's get Brad Pitt. Yeah, but Brad Pitt's know. Jewish, right? Yeah, he doesn't have. Well, Mark isn't Jewish, so it doesn't matter. Tyre Claw wants to know what you guys think of Kevin Feige producing a new Star Wars movie in Lucasfilm. Yeah, who gives? I don't a have any problem with. I mean, it. he's talking about like. After well, this this next movie ends the Skywalker saga, right? Like everything else is is new after that. Dude's obviously got some talent. You know, he knows how to make a, a decent movie. I I don't see any problems with him making something else. I mean, it's I all, agree. It's all set in the universe. It's not like he's not going to have Luke Skywalker in it or any bullshit like that. So, yeah, if it's a whole new story, I don't have a problem with Ken Feige doing whatever fuck he wants. I just want him to stop doing Marvel movies. <laughs> This is the first step. Although he's going to have his his finger all up in the next Spider-Man movie now. Yeah, but it don't matter. They're they're just making that movie to undo it. So which movie are they going to make, you think? They're going to make Spider-Man 3? Yeah, they're going to have him give Edith to somebody else. They're just going to close up some loopholes and say he's moving to San Francisco. And then the next one is is a buddy cop movie with Venom. I feel really bad if that ended up being true. Like, I don't see why they have to put him with Venom at this point. That's because both of you hate Spider-Cop. I mean, I like (laughs) Spider-Cop, but I read Earth-X. You did it. I want a whole movie with Spider-Cop. And I didn't read Earth-X, but I played the video game. Yeah, no, that's stupid. (laughs) Spider-Cop in the movie, in the video game, was amazing. No, not as good as Spider-Cop in Earth-X. You know, I might pick that up. Then is, is there? I'm sure there's a trade, right? Yeah. Just put it to this way. He. So we read that Bloodline book, where he's like, oh, "Man, this there's too much responsibility with these powers, and there's too much at stake, too much cost. I'm just not gonna do it." Anymore. In Earth X, he's like, "Man, 
there's just so much of this here. I, if I really want to help out the community, uh, I, I'm I'm actually go to police academy, pass the test, and become a police, and really like be a good police officer that happens to have spider power. Wait, is this a fat Spider Man? Well, yeah, because he's already like fifty. Oh, jeez. But that's, he's Spider Cop. That, that's not the images I'm looking at in when I looked up Earth X. Okay, I'm gonna post this in chat, and it's it's not what I expected when someone said the word Spider Cop. No, you expect that shitty cosplay shit. I expected Spider Man with like a police hat. No, this is it's this Parker with a police uniform. No, that's not it. <laughs> that, like, that's what I got. So ah, that, you're wrong. You gotta look. See, okay, you're, putting, you're putting. I put Spider Man Earth X, and that's what no, I got. That's not. Yeah, that's not it. That's not even Parker in Earth X. Okay. Oh. Does he have a badge with a spider on it? You have to put Officer Parker. Hold on, I think I think I found it. Let me post this in chat. It's weird that there's a spider on his badge, but and then I think he has web shooters. Yeah, he has the web shooters. I think he's he's a couple. Okay. Yeah, I might look that up. That, he if... has everything. He has a Spider Man and the police stuff. Okay. Because I like Grayson as a cop, so I think Spider-Man as a cop should be interesting. Here, Tiger Claw says it should be Peter Parker with a walker. Shut the fuck up. Okay. I might pick that up. I'm going to suggest that to people just because Mo seems to really enjoy it. I mean, everybody enjoyed it until Secret Wars. Why until Secret Wars? Because that's the one that made it not a clear possible future. Oh, okay. Anything else before we get out of here, folks? Have you watched... uh, Star Trek Discovery? you so dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to Vegas in a couple weeks, and that's when I'm going to watch it. <laughs> right. Netflix Vegas. I, I'm out. I'm right. going to Paris to go watch Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to work that in. I, uh, I actually have a, a client from Belize. And I told them that Larry went to Belize. Well, I told him he was in Belize when Larry was in Belize. And they're like, oh, cool. Where's he at? And I'm like, actually, I don't know. And then he's like, I watched Star Trek Discovery. And then I'm like, well, I guess he's watching Star Trek. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But Lawrence has been to Belize plenty of times. He's seen it all. He's only been twice. Really? Technically, I've been three times. Yeah, but but you remember the first time because you were like, 19 or something no i remember some of the first time and i, I was young i was yeah, yeah i was a little kid but yeah this is only my second trip as an adult where did you go when you were like playing with jaguars or something costa rica no no the jaguars were in belize that was the belizean zoo that was last year so you've only been twice in two years in two years the last two years yeah that's what i'm I, saying like he did all you know, paid, you know, probably, what, $600 flight each, not to mention uh, room and board and food and booze. Well, not room and board because you stayed with family, right? Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad. I stayed with my dad. Your dad? You know who he is? Huh? Sorry. Nothing. Love. <laughs> yeah, I know my dad. You guys are crazy. I, I just, I just assume that because you have family in Belize that like you've been there several times. Like I've been to Mexico. So Larry, what did 30, you talk 40 times. about? What did you talk about with your dad? Uh, all types of stuff, man. Like you know, powers of X, obviously. No, no, my dad doesn't like. My dad doesn't do any of the geek stuff. He's it, like, my, no, my that's, dad's a. That's huh? why I said Larry's a disappointment to his dad. Like, <laughs> yeah, my, my, my dad's like, a that's job. An 
Look, yeah, so am I. Look, my dad, my dad's a a, a jock and and a conservative. The, we talk politics. I need to hang out uh, with your dad. Say, you say what? I need to hang out with your dad. He sounds cool. <laughs> no, my my dad is cool, but you know, so cool. He left for me. all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the proudest moment in my dad in my dad uh, well my dad's time being my dad was when he found out I had a mortgage. <laughs> He's like, now you are a man. I don't even know what the proudest moment for my dad was. He's like, good job, mijo. <laughs> I think that's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> we're comparing property taxes at one point. That was like, that was a deep conversation while we're crunching numbers. GZ <laughs> uh, Dr. Forever says the Joker movie premieres tomorrow. Will the FF do a special show to review it or wait till next week after the YouTube spoils it? Um, ideally, I would like to get just i would like to produce something where you know everybody does their little take on voiceover and we just splice it together and give you a bonus episode but that's not gonna happen wait that- so the joker movie comes out tomorrow i thought it was yeah, next week. Yeah. larry come on it, it's this weekend you know how they do thursday thursday uh they give you an 8 30 showing because that's midnight in these code I, I thought it came out next week. I'm sorry. No, it's oh, sorry. Uh, I thought I think I think you meant the weekend, and you didn't count tomorrow as the weekend. No, no. I'm just saying. I thought it was next week. Who counts Thursday as their weekend? Marvel and Disney and all those. Yeah, I mean, uh, all all these movies. Like when when we went to go see when we go to the groups, you know, the group movie outings to go see like the Marvel movies. They all. Like we go see them at like nine o'clock on Thursday. Right. Were you acting like I'm part of that? So no, oh, but you know that that's what that no. when they count opening ticket sales, they count that too. No, I yeah. don't know. How about that? No, you knew. <laughs> Just because you're conservative doesn't mean you're all the way stupid. Damn. Wow, that's not right. It's not right at all. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I mean, look, Larry. I know there's people on good on both sides, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Says uh, GZ Doctor Freb says, uh, does Mayor Young's dad pressure him to produce grandkids? That's a good question, Larry. Not not pressure, but he'll mention it. No, that's Did more, he tell that, you that, that you're gay for not having them, or that your dick don't work, or that you don't have a dick for not having them. No, that, th- that's exactly what he says. He's like, why don't you have a dick? No, th- did he really say that? No, of course. Th- not. Those are all mother jobs. Like that's yeah, his my, mom or he, grandma should say that. My dad didn't say that either. <laughs> like my grandma asked me why I haven't given her like why I don't have kids why haven't I given her great grandkids I'm like grandma I'm 16 what did she say to that you're four years too far yeah it's like well you're getting old yeah. she's not gonna work soon the train's leaving the station she said damn she's not gonna work soon oh my the, god the, the, <laughs> the funnier part about that conversation was she when she met my girlfriend at the time and had the same questions oh my god did you tell her did you tell amber she's not gonna work soon i wish she had met amber she could have taught her how to cook some mexican food (laughs) oz is drunk again (laughs) no i for some reason like amber cooks a lot of very delicious food for some reason she can't do mexican i I don't understand it like i've taught her how to make like something simple like beans and they just never come out right for her So I always have. If you know how to make it, why don't you just make it? 
I so have that's to. That's the point. Is maybe want to? Yeah, she wanted to learn. She tried it. It never worked. No matter how many times I showed her, so I just do it myself. Oh, Oz just don't doesn't want to have to make them. Right, because that's that. You know, I mean, that's the kitchen. That's that's where she. Yeah. That's that's her domain. Men only cook outdoors. <laughs> this is going to a dark place. Yeah. So. But at least we got their news and everything. So. Right. Are we going to talk about Discovery now? You're dumb. You you don't play the wrap-up music. God damn it. Stupid buttons. Hold on. I noticed I had this problem last week, too. Yeah. At least last week we could blame it on your drunkenness. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would blame it on Ember's knees. This week week you blame it on my fat fingers hitting the wrong button. (laughs) Jay, give me a final thought, buddy. Um, I got a chance to watch Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Um, we might try to do a review of that next week. Don't they Ooh. do a scene that looks like the ending of Endgame? Yes, but that's a coincidence. Okay. Um, the uh, storyboarding process happened like way way before Endgame came out. Right, no, I'm suggesting Endgame copied them. Because I know they came first. Well, we gotta Um, comb through the credits and see if there's an overlapping personnel. Right. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. Oscar, give me some final thoughts. There's this show people should watch. It's called Star Trek Discovery. And I hear season three is going to take place 900 years in the future, which is what I think they originally had planned for this show. Word. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. I can't wait for Larry's next vacation when he catches up on Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote's awesome. It's funny. For the entire, all the huh? shows I mentioned are on CBS All Access. Oh, what? There it is. <laughs> for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, go ahead and hit us up. Uh, join our, our Facebook group. Hit us up uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Go ahead and join all our social media. Uh let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you'd like, what we're doing, like what part of it you like, what part of it you dislike. Let us know what you want us to talk about. This is Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com. <laughs>